and have more ice cubes. So okay. You can, so you can crunch on Mike. Yes, I did last time. Uh, Brennan, piece of advice. Yeah. The thing you do where you like talk to dogs like really well. It happens. Don't do I, don't, <laughs> I don't have control over it. It's just my voice. Because when you like when you lose confidence in what you're saying, you'll do that thing where you'll like start to get on like. Just don't lose confidence in what you're saying. Do I we stare all... at the mic when no. I speak? No. Oh, okay. it's, so it's a distance mic, so it's actually picking us up pretty decently too. Gotcha. Yeah, but... I went back and listened to a little chunk of our one from the other night, yeah. and it was more like because you didn't end even, didn't you say yours didn't even end up working, so it was just picking up. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with my mic, but it like I feel like this is either too close. either I forgot. To... Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my... No, fuck! I messed up! Oh my god! <laughs> it's not Matt! I can't! There's someone with a beard in here, but it's not Matthew. Oh no! I can't do my... Okay, I'm your host, Preston, joined as a... occasionally... This third time. Third? Or fourth? Third. Third? Third time by our friend... I'm now the most reoccurring guest outside yes. of the two of you. I mean, you you were the, <laughs> the moment you did the second one. Uh, yeah, Andrew's only done it once. He's, we're doing our uh, Game of Thrones episodes, but those aren't out yet. But yeah, Carter. Hello. Carter's back. I'm back. And he's sitting in Matt's spot. Yes. Because. I'm basically Matt today. In the hot seat today. Hey. Is our friend Brendan. The person who you've known the longest since you've moved to Oklahoma. Yep. Uh, Why am I just now here? Huh? Why am I just now here? I don't know, man. <laughs> we've been trying to, like, we've got a couple ideas of, like, where, like, we're going to do a James Bond episode with you. Yeah. Ooh, I so be on that one. We try to do uh, episodes with, like, the guests we have on are typically people that are rather experienced in the topic of that. So we won't just, like, have you on for a Mass Effect episode because, like, yeah. You first of all, you haven't played it at all, have you? No, actually, I haven't. Okay. Have you played Mass Effect at all? Nope. Oh, bad example. Uh, <laughs> like no, game, I, I get I get the concept. Again, one of you have just kind of played. We wouldn't have you on. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I get that. So yeah, so like we really haven't like you're not like super super into comic books and or not into comic books at all. Super super into like superhero movies, which is what we typically. I'm your anti guest. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we're gonna do a James Bond episode when 25 eventually fucking happens, and that's what we'll have. We'll have you on. We should do a Fast and Furious series as well. Uh, I do plan on... This is just... The, at least... I do at least or that'll probably just be Carter and I roasting it entirely. <laughs> yep. That could very well be the thing. Um, but we will get to that. Or, likely, that's already happened. Because this is a backup episode! Hey! Uh, so, this I don't know... Is, this is just slot in wherever it needs to. When it, like, cause So, Matt and I are trying to build up our backup episodes because my next semester is a fucking nightmare when it comes to scheduling <laughs> so there will probably be a few weeks like even in a row that i can't i have no chance to record so we'll just throw some of these in there um so with that in mind well hey well i just want to say merry christmas 2025 <laughs> um I just all right so i'm just gonna hold on i'm gonna hold on to this one until 2025 it's july <laughs> july of 2019 i almost said 2020 wow is my brain like I think with all the all the all San Diego Comic Con stuff, so we like this is today was the last day of San Diego Comic Con nineteen. Uh, so my brain is like registering everything in 2020, 2021 now. So like I think my brain has come to terms with we're almost in the twenties. Yep. Or depending on when we release this, we're in the twenties. Yep, probably. So when do we all buy a big yellow car and start calling everyone old sport? 
Oh, already done, fucker. Yeah. Go, <laughs> I gotta go run over uh, Floozy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Any green flashing lights? That's why they call the road Broadway. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Brendan, you since you've never been on, and also I doubt you've ever listened to our episodes because it's just not your typical wheelhouse, uh, what will we do? I, well, I wouldn't Which say that. Which one have you listened to? I haven't listened to uh-huh. him solely because I've spent enough time hey, around hey, you and I've Matt. I've listened to two. They were they both the ones. Because you love the sound of your own voice. I do. I hate my so, voice. The way we do this is we uh, typically have kind of two segments prior to getting into our topic. Uh, the first segment is what you've been up to, uh, where we just talk about whatever the fuck you've been up to lately. Uh, I guess I will start, for example. Uh, I just started reading uh, George Perez's run of Wonder Woman, which is the uh, kind of defining origin story for Wonder Woman currently. Uh, it's the one that introduced her being made from clay and zapped by lightning by Zeus. Um... And boy, does it get fucking hit, like, quick, like, it gets, what words am I saying? It gets, uh... Hot and heavy. Gets hot and heavy real quick, sure. Uh, <laughs> there's immediately Ares trying to destroy the entire world, so it just goes straight it for the top. jumps into the action. It's just like, it's like, the metal. first, the first fucking panel is Ares just like, I hate all mortals, and like, everyone else going, dude, chill. <laughs> for seven, you're going like, yo! Just get to the <laughs> point already! Get on with it! So it just uh, it just goes for it right off the bat, and then like the story is kind of like a D and D campaign ish a little bit where she, where Diana gets like this thing, and it's like ah, you need the other part of this to defeat Ares, and it's just like a kind of a video. I saw game. the movie, man. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what I've been up to. I've been doing fucking nothing else, just that honestly, sleeping, cleaning. Uh, I watched a, uh, I'll get into those in the actual episode that's releasing next week, because that's kind of sequential with what I did last week, so. Well, it doesn't uh, matter what next week is, because this is. Well, yeah, no, like, so, from the last episode we did. <laughs> next week will be. <laughs> I will fill that in. Oh, Insert God. thing here. There's no goddamn way I'm going to remember to do that. Uh, Connor, <laughs> what's been up to uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. This is kind of a two uh, joint with me and Brendan. We both started playing. You guys did a joint? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hesitation. Um, Release this after the statute of limitations. Elbow. Get it? Yeah. Joint. Moving on. Uh, I started playing uh, through Red Dead again. As okay. Uh, Red Dead 2. Um, Didn't you do that last time you were on? No, I said I was going to. Oh! Oh, so it's kind of canonical. Canonical? Canonical. Fuck me. Uh... Canonical bananas. Canonical bananas. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, which has been kind of nice to be back in that world a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I played a, the first couple of chapters of L.A. Noire at Brendan's house. Mm-hmm. Noire? I say Noire. I'm I know. It's so weird. Noir. We pointed it out last time, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just feels weird to say Noir. It's Noir. Well, that's the whole point of the game, see? Yeah, it's Noir. Whatever. Um... And I have watched both the first and the second Mamma Mia movies. Oh, Mamma Mia. Here we go again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the it. second one was better. <laughs> Mamma Mia 2, here, I, here we go again. Was it? It actually was. Actually, um, like, oh. No. Because um, it had all three of the original guys, didn't it? 
Yes. And Stone Star. Meryl Star. Streep is in it. I'm using air quotes. She's <laughs> dead. Oh. So it's like a picture of her for most of it, and then she comes in as like a. Not like a ghost, but it's like a vision. She'll yeah, still, get, she'll still get nominated for an Oscar for it. <laughs> I don't think she did. Um, well, not that movie. Oh, wait. <laughs> I know, but it's in it, which comes out of absolutely nowhere. Is it though? <laughs> so she plays Meryl Streep's mom, and literally shows up in like I'm not kidding the last like 20 minutes of the movie. Just boy, out of no, like she literally turn back time. Just all of my butthole just clenched when I said that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, it was just like she did. Her part did not need to be in the movie, but I really love Pierce Brosnan and I love Stellan Skarsgård and I love Colin Firth. So that was good. All three of them are just being like bros in the third movie, the second movie. Yeah, it's just great. That's just great. Do they have their respective accents? They do. They do. They all have their own. Interesting. Nice. Stellan's got his his Swedish. Swedish, yeah. Swedish. but uh, I'm trying to think what else I've been up to. Not a whole lot, really. Um, I mean, yeah. you've got a long time to draw from, but we don't want to, like... It would take forever yeah. to talk about everything that you've been up to since the last episode. trying to think from what the what was yeah, like the last, last episode. We worked it on was a, like a month ago. We worked on a car. Yesterday. We did? What did we... Oh, yeah. I mean... We helped. It's more like media stuff. Oh. Oh, it doesn't matter. What you been up to? Yesterday, next yeah. weekend, I'm doing the clutch on my car. And yeah. Whatever. Nice margin. I mean, I, my, I've had a couple times last semester where my what you been up to has been doing homework and studying. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so Brendan, what you been up to? Um, what you been up to? What shop? What what? Uh, well, I guess the biggest thing of note is that starting the week of the final episode, I started watching Game of Thrones. That's true. You and, have been up to that. Yep, yeah, and finished it like two weeks ago, I think. Yeah. And yeah, loved it. Wish I got on the bandwagon earlier, but I think mm. I do appreciate where I started with it just because I got to be super analytical with it. Mm-hmm. You pick every tiny little thing apart. Yeah. Um, saw The Lion King last night, actually. Why? Because Emily was going to see it, and yeah. I wanted to see it, and why not? Okay. And her parents were going too. So I don't think he's lying. I hate you. I, I hate me too. It's okay. There's uh, enough hate for myself to cover for everyone in the world. <laughs> wow. So uh, Lion King, was it like good? I I enjoyed it. It's very so, similar. No. no, 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 I like there were some parts I can definitely say I didn't enjoy. Yeah. Uh Spirit, the song Beyonce wrote for it, felt super forced. Mm. Um, but was it still Macbeth? Was like the plot the same? Yeah, no, they, okay. they they didn't they didn't change any major plot points. It's they like they just like added in like a little bit more detail. Yeah, uh, it's visually gorgeous movie. Oh yeah, I mean like, absolutely gorgeous movie. That Every... was like my expectations for it. it was just like it was gonna look beautiful, but it's just gonna be the same shit. It's like Dumbo was just okay. beat by beat. Yeah, the one thing that I heard about it that was was different was because the old movie was obviously all, all animation, they were adding a lot of human features to the animation style, just mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of ha- making the, the animals have different human faces. Yeah, and by going to the incredibly photorealistic style. It is. It is. It's it is harder to tell yeah. the emotions yeah. of the animals, and of course, less you've seen it like a million times. In yeah. The yeah, original one, you know what they're supposed Seth to be Seth Rogen doing, but... plays a perfect Pumbaa. Really? Yeah. 
How was uh what the fuck's his face as uh, Timon? Billy Eichner. Oh yeah. Did a good, he did a good job as well. I wish it was uh, I wish it was still Nathan Lane and uh Oh. Yeah. 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 I mean but. it's uh yeah. That's I heard like I watched like clips of it and like it was it doesn't seem like many of the voices fit what they were it's hard to make an an animal's mouth full of teeth articulate the same way a human's does well i mean it's just like oh i guess it's i guess what i was saying it's like having different voice actors yeah for 99 it was what uh james earl jones was still the only one Mm. i think the only one that was saying but like it's just like without having gilbert gottfried as as no wait was that aladdin for who gilbert gottfried he played a bird was that an aladdin i know nothing about disney by the way like i I know bits. The, okay, the weirdest, I will say the single weirdest thing about that is, like, sitting in the previews, I think every single preview was for a Disney movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. And I, Disney does it. I know. It's weird to know that someone or some single company has that sort of, we are in control of you, obey Disney kind Disney of Disney and Order Media are 98% of all of entertainment. Yeah. Like, you can track everything back to, like, if you look at all movie channels, like, all TV channels... Like, a huge majority of them are either Disney-owned or Warner Media owned Well, it's Actually, one of the same now. Huh? Yeah. It's one of the same now. Disney and Warner Media? Yeah. Are entirely different. What was the Warner... Wait. Warner Media stuff like HBO, NBC, NSME, TBS, uh, I thought there was a merger. Yeah. No, it was Fox. Oh, that's right. There wasn't... Gotcha. Yep. Disney, Disney got, got Fox. Yep. Yeah. Yep, Fox right. was the other, like, big... Big yep, old buddy, sorry. and then Disney took them. Yep. Yeah, Warner Media is an entirely different thing. Yeah, Warner, which Warner's the one that doesn't know how to do a merger. Fun thing that happened recently. Uh, what? What are you talking about? Warner Media has absorbed like a shit ton of stuff. I know, but anytime they do try to do like a huge, large-scale merger, it always backfires. I don't know about that, because they had uh, who am I thinking? AT and T took took in Warner, and then because it used to be Warner Brothers Entertainment. Yeah. And then AT and T bought Warner. And then re- renamed it to Warner Media, and that's where they put all the entertainment stuff. Where's Time Warner? Where's that one? Time Warner was it used AT and T bought Time Warner. Like Time Warner it was like Warner Brothers, Warner Time, like everything that had the name Warner was. Yeah, there was there was a awful merger that was Warner was involved in. I know that. Yeah, much. no, I, I remember Warner, something along those lines. When yeah. it comes to Warner, there the whole history of mergers and shit is called a clusterfuck. Like just constant renaming, like that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so uh, fun thing that happened recently to, I mean, we told you exactly when this being is being recorded, but uh, in a recent Batman issue, uh, they made Brooklyn Nine-Nine canonical in the DC Universe and vice versa. <gasps> what? Because there's a Wait, shot- Wait, the show or the Nine-Nine? The universe, both. So like, <laughs> so in, there's a panel where there's like Joker, the Riddler, and I wasn't sure who the other guy was, uh, sitting at a couple desks in New York. And it was the orientation and had the nameplates of Santiago and Peralta. <laughs> How the hell would Peralta face against the Joker? I think oh, there's, dead, well, there's a reason they're not there. Dead immediately. <laughs> but, like, it, I mean, it makes sense because they're they're owned by NBC now after season five. And NBC mm-hmm. is owned by Warner Media, who also owns DC. So oh, whoever's God. the writer of, D, of Batman right now, I think it's Tom King, uh... Really took advantage of that, and I was just like, Love "I'm a that. huge fan of it. I'm gonna fucking use this." That's cool. It's so funny when that shit happens because Disney can do that all the time because mm-hmm. they can like they can literally put a Star Wars care uh, like a Star Wars action figure. They did that in um, 
Spider-Man Far From Home. There's a Star Wars action figure in the background. There's a Star Wars figure okay. figuring in the background. Well, yeah, no, Darth Who's Vader. Who's playing with the Death Star? Darth Vader movie. fucking shows up. He's got the Death Star. He kills oh, Spider-Man. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> the Death Star, the first one. Thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Disney does that. Yeah. Uh, Weird they, things. What? Weird things. Yeah. Uh, what if, okay, so. Or freaking in Civil War. Oh, uh, they seen talk about movie, movie. the walkers in the snow. Yeah. yeah about Empire, yeah. Oh, shit. They've been doing it for a while. They've been doing it for a fucking while, because they've had it since... 2011, 2010, I think is when Disney bought. Because the first mm-hmm. few Marvel movies came out before Disney had it. Uh, but then they bought Marvel. The Lucas, the Lucas. Lucas films was 2013. Yeah. Uh, when did Force Awakens come out? 2015. 15. Was 15. it? I think it was the 15 or 16. 15, 15 17, 19. Yeah. It was so, yeah, it was my freshman year. I think. Yeah. That winter. Yeah, so there yeah. was like plenty of time before. Yeah, okay. Anyway, long segue. Long. Se- oh, that is that is that is how shit goes when yep. we have guests. Yes, Did you just raise your hand. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm polite. Uh, you know, I'm like Carter. I too was working on a car, and I'm also playing through Red Dead again. Yeah, I'm going for as nice of a guy as possible. Really? Yeah. He's like arresting people and not shooting them. Oh no! I'm works. still I'm still shooting people. My go-to method is to tackle someone with a shotgun and blow their heads off. What a nice guy! Shoot people as they need shooting. <laughs> <laughs> what was the thing that you sent me? Like money, 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 Dutch, <laughs> Dutch. We need the money. <laughs> Arthur, <laughs> can't I can't I have do. a plan, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. The audience probably doesn't know what's going on. Once, once we're just, done with it, we just need to lend you one of yes, our copies. Please. You need to play yes, it. fucking please. Yeah, but uh, that'll be a hundred hours of your life. Oh fuck. Then that's 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 being. Gen- that's, that's, if no, you that's if being you conservative, if you being conservative, if you beeline through the story, I think you can get it done significantly Which quicker I than that. I think is what I'm gonna do. So that's why I want. But that's, that's part of the beauty. No, that's of that how game. I want to play the game. How I, I want to start mm. playing open world. Games. Carter, you play games in almost the most irritating way possible I for like someone to, to go. Well, if if someone's my clothes and take a bath and live in the world as the character. If someone's okay. if you okay, you love. You cannot deny this. You love when someone watches you play games. I do. It is the most irritating thing whenever you're sitting there for three and a half hours while you do like one mission and then dick around for the rest of the time before even considering doing the next one. You get this fucking money's worth out of the game. I do. I know. I, I, I <laughs> Because like... you know how many times I've spent $60 on a Ubisoft game and played through it and gotten through the entire Assassin's Creed storyline and then been like, wait, there's nothing left? Hey, that was a good segue. It is a good segue. Wait, what? Oh, I love it. I love the dead the dead air of a podcast. Fucking like awkward looks towards each other are Did you see into a- <laughs> Yes, no. I know what you were going for. I was just making sure that we weren't that we were done with like what you've been up to. Any other like last Oh, are you? Uh That's what I was like you like I trimmed steal. my beard the other day. Alright, great. So today's episode <laughs> So, I have with me two of my friends who have both extensively played Assassin's Creed. Um, right? You, I know his, I know his yeah. extent. So, my, my story with Assassin's Creed is a little fun. So, same with mine, honestly. No, I don't think... Are you the only one who played the first game first and then played the rest of them? Not actually what happened. Okay, because I didn't do that. <laughs> I don't... 
Well, so, okay, so... Okay, so what, me, hold on, what order did you start in? So I started, uh, I, I got introduced by... Okay, I, I, I tried to play the first one. So my sister had friends over one day. I remember this so fucking vividly. My, friend, my, my sister had friends over one day, and they had it set up on the Xbox on the, the fucking tiny-ass little TV that everyone had that, like, that... It was, like, a foot long... Like, that tiny-ass fucking TV that we had on our breakfast counter. And weighed, uh, like, 600 pounds. Like, 600 pounds. <laughs> uh, and I had that set up, and I was like, oh, what's this? I don't know what spurred me to want to play it. So I turned it on, and then my dad called us in for dinner. So I went in, ate dinner. Like, I could hear the, the sound of it playing. And then I went out, and like, to go play. But unfortunately, it was playing the trailer, like it, do- like it does when it's on the start screen. And my dad saw him kill a person. And was like, you're not allowed to play that game. I'm like, aww. Flash forward to two years later when I, I don't know what spurred me to just put in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. And I started to play that game. I was like, this game's pretty cool. Are there any other games? Learned of 1 and 2. Played through all of those. And then just as I was finishing playing through 1, 2 and then playing Brotherhood again is when the E3 4 revelations happened. And that's when I got, Hmm. that's when I fully got on board was just immediately like, fully addicted to it gotcha. since the E3 of Revelation. So 2000, I don't know, 2010 E3? That was like my first E3 that I actually paid uh, attention to. 11, I think. Because it would have... It uh, came out in 11. Uh, 3 came out in 12. That came out in 11. So the E3 announcement... Yeah, they didn't do the full like year ahead of time. So yeah. that would have been 2011. I, I'm kind of similar. I accept my first exposure to it was my friend at the time, Daniel... He was playing Brotherhood when I was staying over at his house. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Completely forgot about it. And then uh, the December, or the, yeah, December right after Revelations came out, I had a little bit of Christmas money. I was in Best Buy, and they had uh, they had Brotherhood for sale. Best Buy is a thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had Brotherhood for sale for like $20, and then it was a like a normal-priced copy of Revelations that came with one. And so I played Brotherhood first, followed immediately after by Revelations, then played one. I was like, oh my god, and I got hooked on it, and then bought two shortly thereafter, and I was hooked on it. It's weird to play two. It was was definitely weird to play two after Brotherhood, because I I wasn't, like, super smart. Wasn't. I am not super smart. And uh, it confused me that he was suddenly a child. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? And then he got hit in the face, and I'm like... Uh, what? Like what? Like just the whole that whole first like uh, uh, cutscene was so confusing for me because I'm like, where did his beard go? Where is his <laughs> outfit? And then he got his outfit, and I'm like, is this before Brotherhood? Well, what's even weirder is that you start off as a literal baby. Yeah, and oh, it gives you it gives you like the commands like kick, cough, punch. Yeah, it, it has you do uh, move your legs, move your. Uh, attack hand your uh interact hand or your uh, whatever the other hand and then your head so it literally makes you kick punch whatever that fucking flail you do because it's definitely i remember this so clearly the your right hand is flail. solid like is a solid like uppercut the left one's kind of like a, i'm gonna hit your left side <laughs> and then like that's it and then he just goes ah! it's a so, true italian baby goes for the right hook immediately question and then we'll get to how you were in- introduced to it did either of you 
So, okay, uh, really quick thing, uh, side thing. You know Far Cry 4, how if you just, like, sit there and wait for, like, 15 minutes, you'll actually cut to the end of the game? Yep. Do you know this? Yes, I do, actually. Uh, have you, did you ever, have you ever gone back and tried that? To, when it says, like, when you're first born, you just let it sit there and see if he suffocates to death. Because he doesn't cry until you do the head. So he's sitting there not breathing. Have you ever tried that? No. Doesn't work. Oh, Solid was sat there for ten minutes waiting to see if it like the game cuts to credits. You're like, you let die. <laughs> <laughs> you sick man. Yeah, well. <laughs> okay, change the world with that. <laughs> okay, the, the, okay, hold on. The beginning, the beginning of two has like one of the best lines of the entire franchise. It's when like just before you meet Da Vinci. Your mom is, or Ezio's mom is telling him that he needs to find other find outlets. outlets. Like, I have plenty of outlets. I meant besides, besides vaginas. Mother. Uh, <laughs> that is, I agree, that is the best fucking line in all of Just because his face is so done. <laughs> like, that relationship is such one that I would have with my, I have with my mom. I'm about to say, I've seen it for yeah. seven years. <laughs> As of this month, actually. Uh, holy shit. Wait. No, as of today. Holy shit. Okay. Today is my eight-year anniversary of moving to Oklahoma. Seven. Wow. Seven-year anniversary of moving to Oklahoma. Six-year anniversary of me losing my virginity and also getting in a giant car wreck. Also, the first royal baby is uh, six years old. Weird eventful day is six, Jen- July twenty-second for me. <laughs> well, because, okay, after, <laughs> after two of those events, I was the first person you called. Yeah. <laughs> It was a wave of emotions on my end. Hey, I lost my virginity. Or, or no, no, it was, hey, I got in a car wreck. Then virginity. I was just like, I am confused. Weird man. fucking day. Carter, how did you get introduced to this? I think mine's the weirdest. Okay. So, Oh, boy. So Not weirdest. Just the most... Like, also, I'm totally searching to see who owns Best Buy, because like us talking about Best Buy makes me curious who the owner is. I don't know how they're still uh, Two guys, John Best and William By. Oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> that would totally fucking happen. Um, so I had like I'd seen the game in stores before. Mm-hmm. It just was like you know there was all those games on PlayStation Two that were just like weird like ninja games that you were just like you played as a ninja and that was about it. Yeah, like, like Thief. I think it was a ninja. Thief was a thief. Back in the day, there's a bunch of Japanese games yeah. though. That were Back just... in the day, when you could pretty much develop a game, put it out there, and it's done. Yeah. Oh, when you were supposed to, you know, fully develop a game. Then when they fucking introduced cur- uh, present gen or current gen, current, current gen. gen, last gen, really? Not, not yet. It's still current gen, but it's about to be last gen. I actually no, DLC isn't pay to play. No, so like, yeah, you started on PS3. No, so like when you could actually, oh, I might have done it on. PS3. Yeah, yeah, no, there was... Xbox 360 didn't do it. Where like it was like Just updates, patches. update. No, that first started on 360. That was 362. Yeah. Huh. Well, when they fucking introduced that generation, it got really heavy on. It got your gen. fucking Assassin's Creed Unities, where it's like, hey, we'll put out this half-assed game and yep. patch it later. So suck a dick, Ubisoft. I saw the initial trailer for Assassin's Creed Three, the one where he's Good running trailer. through the snow. Yeah. And, yeah. no, 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 the first one, the first, not the nice cinematic one where he's running oh. up the field. He's running through the snow, and there's like a bunch of red coats, and he does this awesome like kick move with a musket, slams the dude's head on the bayonet, and then shoots it into his face. Is this where he like hangs one of the red coats like from the tree? I think so. And then at the very Rock end of the trailer, darts. yep, he like runs up, and he's like on this cliff, and he overlooks. And there's like a battle going on in the snow or whatever, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, because I love America and American history and whatnot. That's uh, whatever. And so that was I was like and. I was super into it. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I was like, okay, hold on, wait. Now I I want to like know what this is about. So I started doing all kinds of just like looking on on YouTube and everything, and found playthroughs, and watched playthroughs of one, two, Brotherhood, and then played Revelations. Okay. Revelations was the first one I played, Bad but choice, I watched okay. watched all of them. Through. Yeah. Then went back after playing Revelations and played Brotherhood. Then played two. I still have never played one, but I have really no interest because it looked like it was the most it's, boring to watch. It's, it's the most boring to play. This is the most difficult to get used to. I gotta say, difficult to get used to. You have really no control of when you can actually like uh, develop anything, and it's also super fucking repetitive. Oh yeah, yeah. and yeah. you can't swim. And yep. you can't swim. Yep. And then three came out. Played three was a little let down by three. Um, I don't remember if I. I don't know. See, Brotherhood is actually two is really great, but Brotherhood is actually before Origins, which we'll get to. Mm -hmm. Brotherhood is my second favorite. I I, feel like you get the most out of Ezio. It's Ezio in prime. Yeah, I think we can all agree. Like, I think all of us. Are, are among or like the closest to our heart is Brotherhood. Oh, I think so. Yeah, like everyone, all listeners know that I just constantly rave about Brotherhood. Yeah, no, no, it's all time. I that's just my favorite. It plopped you in the perfect place at the perfect time. Yes, it's... and the other big thing that I really loved about it was the fact that it expanded the the order itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it made you not feel like you were alone. Save save some of this because what, what, what yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah, do we're is I want to go through like game by game. Okay, yeah. so. Yeah. so we can get into it. Let's start with right, uh, Okay. So, yeah, so, I mean, then from there, I've been uh, So, we're going to kind of go game by game. I'll give, well, we can discuss a little bit about what the game actually is and then anything like any other kind of stuff because there are people who haven't played Assassin's Creed who might have an interest in it. Um, so, for people who aren't aware about kind of what Assassin's Creed is. Um, start with the Hard Flex backstory all the way back. What? I know all my Assassin's Creed lore. Yeah, we know, we know the whole. <laughs> we know the oh, whole, whole you want to universal beginning. Not uh, we can we can we so can let's, introduce... let's let's expand on that like whenever we get to, to where they origins yes. yeah let's so, let's do okay. that so for people who don't know and I've talked about it quite a, quite extensively but just to kind of allow this if you're just listening to this episode and haven't listened to all the past ones Assassin's Creed is basically a historical fiction game where it plops you in historical moments and historical points in history you are so. In real life, you are a person in present day who is put in this device called an animus, which it reads your genetic memory, which is the thing that the game developed. It's it's based on the theory that like birds and animals have like migration patterns. It's uh-huh. it's roots they have never taken before. They, but it's it's within yeah. their DNA. It's within their and they get primal into that in the first one, yeah, yeah. And they uh, it it's genetic memory, and it reads, and if you are able to relive your ancestors' past. So what the what the series does is it takes you you get in the animus and your actual character is just asleep for most of the game. Hours. His Hours name days. is Desmond Miles. Desmond for a large majority of the games. Yeah. Voiced by Nolan North. Actually, I think about half. Yeah, now at yeah. least. Um, and then it, it puts you in a character, a person that lived in a certain time. So, for example, Assassin's Creed One takes place in the Crusades. Uh, and it puts you in it, it puts you in the cities Damascus, Acre, uh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem, and just the Holy Land. Yeah, the Holy Land, G- the, generic the, Holy Land. Yeah. yeah. 
And you and come your dope assassin castle. And your dope Masyaf. assassin Masyaf. And Masyaf, which is an actual fucking castle Masyaf. Doesn't look nearly as cool. Doesn't look nearly as cool. But I do want to point this out because I freaked out about this. I talked to you guys about it when I found out that the Assassin's the Existed. original Assassin's Creed game is based on a real group of people that existed in the crusades and where the name assassins came from yes um so this group specifically in assassin's creed one is very based in real people sidebar do you know who was the first person to use the term assassinated no do you know nope william shakespeare oh first time i thought it was jfk oh (laughs) damn it well that wasn't no lincoln Lincoln. they're gonna go with a new president caesar (laughs) (laughs) um it was i think it's in probably caesar yeah. yeah Caesar uh, probably would have said, this is a pain in my ass, 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 and... So, Assassin's Creed 1 sets you... And it, it puts you in in a place it, where you basically... The way I describe it is you fill in historical ambiguities. Um, if there is... If you look at uh, Cesare Borgia, uh, who was the son of Pope Alexander VI, if you look at his death, he just died in the battlefield. Ah, very vague. Your character is actually the one that kills that character. It puts uh, where these things that aren't specific that you can have like historical ambiguities. It puts you in positions where it fills those gaps. I think the way the creators have described it is that it takes these different flashpoints in history and makes that your playground. And you yeah, kind of, they weave you kind of mm-hmm. through. They yes. create a narrative within the and the historical setting. Uh, I'll, I'll get a bit more into how that being kind of its formula starts to fail the series as the games progress. Yes. Uh, yep. We'll get more into that as we go, and then it also being its blessing in the most recent games. Yes. Um, but we'll start with just Assassin's Creed 1, set in the Crusades, and your character is Altair Ibn Ahad, which... Uh, who had such an American accent in the first game. Which is explained. Oh, it is! <laughs> yeah, it so, is. Okay, so that's part of the thing that I love about this series is that they explain a lot of the gameplay tropes and shortcomings by, like... Systems. C- it's, systems it's canonical, yeah. yeah and they, Continuously they covering reason. their ass. Yeah, exactly. Canonically. So, yeah. like, the... the iteration of the animus that you're using in the first game the whole reason why they're sticking you in it is because or the reason why you actually have to like play through they're trying to find this one thing which we'll get to yep and the reason why they can't just jump to that one memory is because they don't have the technology to jump into that one point you have to go through memory by memory and sequence it all together and piece it all together which also helps for you can jump they can jump to different further along the story because they go okay well we we already have this next chunk done yeah this is already fine we're gonna jump you to the next one so that being one and another one being also you look it's it altair in the first game is just desmond's face yes and so it's it's a sort of they don't the scar is the one distinguishing Mm -hmm. feature other than that it's explained that like the technology it's they don't have the ability to fully recreate those like specific details yeah it's filling stuff in so that's why it's fa- it's his face and that's why he has a very american accent and yeah all this other stuff also fun fact brendan actually made this little uh hand motion to me so they introduced the the, the well, obviously introduced the idea of the hidden blade which is the the thing that assassins it's, it's the signature, signature weapon a signature weapon and the assassins uh are all missing their ring finger because the blade well, goes through where the ring finger... Some of the older ones the older, did. 
Yeah. Ezio well, was the first one who didn't. Yeah. Well. No, he did. He was missing his ring finger. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. So. That's a bit in. Did I say Ezio? Yeah. I yeah. meant, oh, I thought, you, I thought you said Altair, so I, I know, Altair, 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 Altair totally was, yeah. Yes, and I was going to get into that. In so the way the blade works is, if you've seen any of the cover art, you know that Ezio kind of flares his hands. Yeah. In the first one, it's more of like you make a fist. Yeah, and it goes through that slot. It goes through the slot where your ring finger would be yeah. on your right hand, I guess. And so they explain that's part of the induction into the order is you is getting lose your that finger. finger. Yep. And uh, so that's uh, that, that game. But they specifically in... explain that it's oh the technology because you gotta like yeah. you have to hold the blade when it they comes end up out. kind of backtracking on that though. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, so so you you're this assassin you go through and you kill a whole bunch of people because. You need to find this thing called the, alt, uh, the altar of Altair. What the fuck? Apple of Eden. Apple of Eden. Or piece of Eden. <laughs> Which is this ball that controls people's minds. And it glows. And it glows and it shows you a map of well, the whole so world. We're forgetting a very important plot point here of why you're trying to find it. Oh yeah, so you're so you fucked up. No. Well, well, and then your boss, and your your mentor, your boss, wants you to find it. Yes. Ah, turns out he's one of the bad guys, the Templars. And within the whole overarching universe, the Templars are the ultimate bad guys. Yep. There's a lot of conspiracy theories that the Templars are still around, and this one they are. It's the they, Illuminati. They are the Illuminati. Yeah. They control literally everything. Our modern world is shaped by them working in the background. Yep. And the people that created the Animus is this company called Abstergo, which is the basically mm-hmm. it's a giant pharmaceutical and later gaming They're just, company. I, like super. It's just a, basically how like how we were talking about like Disney and Time mm-hmm. Warner and all these who probably own separate other companies. They're yeah. kind of like that. It's a super conglomerate. Super, that yeah, that's everywhere. exactly the phrase I was gonna. Business. It's more like a hyper conglomerate. Com- conglomerate they own everything and they're in everything yeah. and they control the government and everything. It's, yeah. it's super tinfoil hat. Yeah. And so they are having. Desmond, who has literally the most amazing <laughs> lineage <laughs> ever. Okay, so thing about that though. So there's this, there's a theory that geneticists, and I, I want to get into this. Like this is like where we start discussing like the actual realism of the game. Basically, there's a theory that geneticists have basically con- almost confirmed. They can't. We can't obviously do it per- uh, perfectly, but. Because of the way heritage works, every European is actually uh, the theory is that every European is related to uh, 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 God. Throwing a blank on their name, no. And you guys don't know this theory, so you can't back. Uh, can't help me. Genghis uh, Khan. Uh, no. There's there's a theory that all uh, Oriental people, like all East Asians, are related to Genghis. What? Fuck is that a thing? Yeah. Really? Oh, I just learned a thing about being PC. Um, uh, all all East Asians are related to Genghis Khan. I know Khan. it's like a third of the world's population is supposed it, to be yeah, able to trace like your DNA. Um, Top Gear did a pretty good, or sorry, Grand Tour did a pretty good bit on that. Yeah. All, hang on, I'm going to Google this really quick. All Europeans Steve. related. They're related to Steve. To, and I'm going to search that. And, oh, you mother, Charlemagne. Oh. All Europeans are related to Charlemagne. Because he... You, you fucking have a whole bunch of kids and then ancestors and ancestors. Eventually, like, they'll start crossing again yeah. and then like narrowing back oval. down to you. Yeah, exactly. And that's the idea is that, so with Assassin's Creed, you go all the way back to the uh, to 11th, 12th century. Yes. A lot of people are going to be related to 
those like you can get almost anyone and they will be related to somebody there I feel the like the, the is... I feel like the plague puts a little bit of a dent in that. Uh, it's post plague. I know, but the well, plague we are is post plague. Yeah. But yeah, hold on. In between, in between, no, in between, no, in between, still, in between yeah. Altair and Ezio. That's, that's very true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but another key point is, for most of Desmond's lineage, they really only have like one kid. Like it's a it's a sole descendant. Of. Well, I mean, for all of the major Ezio people, has two. He does have two? Yeah. Two daughters. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, but, like, I know Altair, I think, has one kid. Uh, uh, one left. One left, yeah. No, one's, yeah. <laughs> um, was it Seth? No. Ezio has two. Um, going down, Haytham has Connor. 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 And fuck, oh, sorry, Edward. Edward has. Edward has Connor and. Another one. Uh, another one. But yeah. No, Edward does not have Connor. Edward, Edward has, has Hatham, Hatham and Hatham someone has else. Connor, right? And Hatham has Connor, and who fucking God knows how many else. Because that dude was a charismatic dude. Yeah, it's very <laughs> he probably got around. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. So. And then Connor, we know nothing about his future, but we'll, we'll get, okay, we'll get it. Uh, yeah. we'll we're, get we're, we are sidetracking. Did anyone really like Connor? Huh? Did anyone really like Connor? No, uh, he's kind of an asshole. He had such promise, though. Where's so, Assassin's Creed, okay, so, uh, it introduces, so Assassin's Creed 1, we spent a lot of time on, that despite that we really didn't play it or like it much. Uh, I mean, because I, it introduces everything. Important. I played it all the way through. It is an yeah. important game. It sets up a lot it of good base details. They don't really get into, in the first one, what the... What the actual Apple of Eden is. Yes. Right. And um, at the end of it... You just know it's important. And well, I'd like to point this out. You have, as all the assassins you play as, have one key trait, which is called Eagle Vision. Yes. It which lets you... a nice way of putting in a, a common, very, very common Ubisoft uh, game mechanic of you press a button and it shows you where things are. Yes. Yeah. And it... Part of... One of the traits that the Animus has is that it ends up kind of trickling down certain things. So the more time you spend in it, the more of their abilities you actually kind of gain. Yes. And uh, uh, Desmond actually ends up kind of having eagle vision. He's walking around and sort well, of... Well, he has it, but it he's able to yeah. use it finally. Yes. I don't know if he had it before. Well, I, think right, a... I think he got it through the bleeding. So what, what Brendan's talking about is called the bleeding effect. Yeah. And I think you're right that he actually got it through the bleeding effect. But it's... He has it, but the, it's, it's what activated it oh, and kind gotcha. of and no, brought it on. So it's a sixth sense. Yeah. And it's it goes all the way back to the... We'll, we'll, jump. We'll, get, yeah. we'll jump in there later. Yeah. But kind of at the end of that game, you go into sort of your cell. You have eagle vision, and you just see all of these... All the blood paintings. Yeah, a whole bunch of blood paintings on the Painted walls. Painted by room, you know, with his blood. Also a great line. Great line. I think that was two. And, and everything in there is basically will play out... Will both either play out later on, or you'll find later on. And I think it's, I think it's the next game where they actually kind of explain what who put those there. Yeah, two explains a lot. Yeah, two, and then two, Revelations is when you actually meet them. Two runs with a lot of the things that one sets up. So uh, you you've got this this whole the Templars versus Assassins, this historical battle that's gone on thousands of years introduced. You've got the uh, this apple, this mysterious apple of Eden, uh, and you've got the Seagull Vision, and from there, Assassin's Creed Two then takes uh, takes you to Ezio Auditore da Firenze, who is a uh, Italian noble in uh, in Renaissance 
Florence. Yes. Specifically. Specifically, he was born in Florence. Which, so, Renaissance Florence, for people who know generic, or like uh, uh, an okay amount of Italian history, Renaissance Florence uh, had what was called the Pazzi Conspiracy, which was an actual thing that happened, and it puts you right in the fucking middle of it. Uh, real quick. Real, like, from the beginning. Like, shit. Shit. Well, first of all, it escalates the real first fast. word Ezio says is like, I'm going to fucking uh, kill Vieri de Pazzi. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then we're going to fight on this bridge. Who is, Vieri de Pazzi is possibly the most irritating in like, smug He's the one I've been the most character. satisfied killing. Yes. <laughs> he is the most smug shit you meet yep. in the entire franchise. Maybe bar like one or two characters. Yeah. Everyone, everyone... You intentionally kill Cesare is pretty satisfying. Y- yes, no, Cesare is satisfying, but he's at least evil for evil's sake, kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. Fier is just a rich little shit that you... And Cesare, you might recognize his voice because he also played uh, Pazzi's dad. Fucking what's his name? I don't know. Mr. Yeah. Pazzi? Huh? <laughs> Mr. DePazzi. Same voice actor, which is so weird because when you played Brotherhood, and you, I remember... Like, his, like, all of his screaming, like, everything that he always screams, because Cesare yeah. is, like, constantly screaming. And then, in Assassin's Creed 2, on the actual attack on the Medici, like, the uh, whole the Pazzi, the, like, the big climactic event of that in actual history, is when Giovanni uh, the Medici gets stabbed in the uh, in high mass in the front of the... Morty, Morty, Morty! When he screams, Morty, Morty, Morty! It's, ex- it's the same scream. Aren't you aren't you glad that they actually got people who could do a real Italian accent, not just some <laughs> a whole bunch of dudes from the Bronx, like, Hey, Ezio, what are you doing up there, huh? Fun fact, the guy who plays Ezio comes back in Black Flag. Really? When you there's a there's a assassin uh, assassination or there's a mission. I think it's actually part of the main story when you have to follow an Italian merchant. That's the guy. Oh. I was like, his voice sounds really familiar. IMDb. <laughs> it's the same same actor. <laughs> I, I, I now now I have another interest to play through Black Flag. Again. Yep. Uh, just go so Google that clip on so, YouTube. <laughs> Assassin's I mean, Creed Two puts you in the thick of uh, Renaissance Florence for the Medici. Then it brings you to Venice. You do some, well, some you go, city hopping. all around. You, you, you do some but your, home, your home base is actually Montedagione. Yeah, Montedagione, which is an actual city, uh, small small village, basically. It's a lot cooler in the game. A lot yeah. cooler in the game. Because uh, there's an underground theme. tunnel. Uh, you meet uh, Mario, who they so perfectly put in. <laughs> it's <laughs> me, Mario! It's his uncle. It's his uncle. <laughs> um, Big dude missing an eye. You, uh... Yeah. Is he... No, he's got, he's okay. So he's not missing an eye, but he's got the well, yeah, scar yeah, it's and just, like the eye damage. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like he could possibly spin it like a roulette wheel. Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a thing for a podcast. <laughs> you just go, you just go. Boop. Um, so it puts you. You do some city hopping uh, for a little bit. You got Tuscany, San Gima, San Gio, Gio, Giamarno, fucking whatever that place is. Uh, San Gimignano. San Gimignano. Uh, you got. Uh, uh, where the where the goddamn is Katarina? Uh, Forza, Sforza. Uh, no, Katarina no, Sforza. Uh, Forley. Forley. So you got Forley, and then this this game does, in my opinion, the best job of actually introducing you to historical figures. So you have all of the Pazzi, first of all. Then you have 
uh, Rodrigo Borgia, which we will get to more in Brotherhood, and he plays a much bigger role. In Your the- best friend, starting pretty much at the beginning of the game, is well, Da Vinci. He lives down the street. Is, yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, it's Da Vinci. You got Leonardo Da Vinci. Uh, you have sex unless you mess up the button presses with, uh, um, God damn it, uh, Amerigo Vespucci's sister. Yes. No. No daughter. No, 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 I think it's his niece. Niece. A, rela- a, relative, a relative of Amerigo Vespucci, who, her, she doesn't actually specifically exist, but she's based very heavily on an actual woman that a lot of paintings are based on. I looked that up. So she actually doesn't exist, like, her names, her name, but uh, there is a bunch of paintings that are based on Amerigo Vespucci's, whatever his, that rela- relation uh, she is. Um... You've got uh, uh, all of the, the the whole deal with the with the Doge with um, the Grimaldi family who are still in power. Actually, who are still like they're the, the crown prince and yep. yeah of uh, Monaco. Yep, exactly. Like they're that family's still fucking kicking. I wonder how they felt about Assassin's Creed too. I don't know. I don't think they care. They probably didn't care. So th- actually, the Grimaldi Carlos Grimaldi didn't actually exist in real history. But the Grimaldi family did exist, and they were actually very heavily involved in that whole situation. Gotcha. I don't remember if he's introduced in two, but your homeboys of Machiavelli. Uh, he is. He is introduced at the very end of two. Okay, when you are orient, uh, or you know, orient. That's another one of my the, favorite lines yeah. from two. Is I'm gonna write a book about you someday. Yeah, mm. make sure yeah, it's exactly. short. <laughs> yeah. like but, but two's two's the. F- is where they actually kind of got their shit together. Yeah, so two yeah. is where they flesh out the... Uh, so, uh, we talked a little bit about the Hidden Blades, how it was through your finger, and then, so they definitely, like, retconned in a way that there's certainly someone could have come up with this before, but Leonardo was like, ah, oh, I tinkered with it a little bit. You don't have to cut your finger off anymore. After no, no, he has... He brings out, like, a... A, a fucking a, meat cleaver. And he's like, all right, you have to lose your middle finger. And that's he's like, okay. <gasps> Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Some, yeah, yeah. I love Da Vinci. He's <laughs> an well, well, he he even makes you like wings, and you fly over Venice, and someone yep, just looks up. Yep. And goes, oh, I forgot the uh, whole it's, line. Uh, 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 I got this. Hang on. Look, a flag. Shoot the flying demon. Shoot, shoot the flying. Demon. Yeah, <laughs> Makosa. That's what it's. Makosa. Shoot, shoot the flying demon. <laughs> just like. Because yeah. you used Leonardo's flying I failed flying that mission machine. so many times. It was because yes. well, <laughs> The whole trick of it is you're supposed to fly over like all of these various fires going on in the city I to have lit. each yeah, yeah. And objectively very good at video games. And I still I just played through it. Fucking cannot do it on the first there, try. There are certain, it's at least four. It is, it is a, <laughs> I think, a consistent thing in all of the Assassin's Creed games where there is at least one mission that is fucking hard. It takes... So much harder than the rest of the game, and just requires like. And the problem is perfect, specifically with this one. Yeah, exactly. This problem, I think, with most of them, it's because it's utilizing a mechanic that's designed specifically for that mission, and never again. Mm-hmm. Yep. And with this one, it's flying and then going over. Like, do either of you when you first get in the flying machine? It's just like fly for as long as you can, just dive straight down yep. and get yep. over. With it. That's exactly because <laughs> once once you crash, it just continues. It, it just cuts to a cutscene. Yeah. Um, but it's this thing where you have to, like Brendan was describing, is you have to fly over strategically placed fires. But sometimes it doesn't register. If you're high enough over it, it doesn't register the heat to, like, raise you up. It's like so an you just effect. keep going. And then if you just happen to hit the wrong one, 
Or you, you miss the wrong one, you you can't make it to the next one, and then yep. you crash, and it's yep. a fucking nightmare. Or the one I kept running into was I was literally running into, I was flying too low to be in yeah. the conference. <laughs> um, so they they fixed the they fixed the thing. They he also gets two. He also gets two, thing. which is a big old fucking thing. Is double assassination. It wonderful. also relates. Um, it does a very good job of relating to the first game because of Altair's armor. Yes. Which there are, like... It's, it's funny, which, introduces it, collectibles. Yes. And it certain, makes, like, no sense it, for, it like, doesn't, the style. Because it's totally all, like, Renaissance Italian, and then it's, like... But, like, basically... I'll tell you you made this. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they do a whole bunch of different things where it's, like, you're supposed to get these keys in various historical landmarks, and mm-hmm. they're really, actually, I think, well-thought-out puzzles. Yep. A lot of them are, yeah. Yeah. And it's really cool to kind of do that. Exactly. So, underneath the home base of Montarazzoni, there's this big, kind of... Cellar area, yeah. Um, no, yeah. not uh, cellar, like um, shrine almost. Yeah, it's kind of like a shrine. Yeah. Um, and there's these large yeah, statues. It's the altar of Altair. There you go. Bring it back. An altar here. Yeah. Altair. Altair. Yeah, whatever. Joke. Um, and In your face. I'm not a funny person. Like, you listen, know that. asshole. Uh, there's large statues of various assassins from with it, and the yeah. best part is, it's like this is in Renaissance Italy of like. Other assassins through path to yep. the past. So it's in-game past assassins that yes. you have no idea who they are. They're just like, oh, this person's the one that did poison, and this person's the one that used a bow and arrow. And, and some of them you learn basically existed long before the order existed. Yep. Yes, which is I think the that's earliest in... one. I don't think it. No, yeah, it is. It is. Ah, yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, the, the... yeah. No, it is. No, there's uh, the one I think who killed uh, Xerxes. Oh. Leonidas Maybe. killed Xerxes? No. Oh, I don't know. Leonidas got murked. Right, oh, it's the Arroz of That happened. Uh, so Assassin's Creed 2 uh, fleshes out a bit more of the uh, alternate history that actually begins to take kind of root throughout the rest of the franchise. And that is the, the existence of the civilization, the first civilization also known as those that came before the precursor the precursor race and, and it also kind of it, it forget what their actual name is the uh you you look that up because there's an armor and in like real real time in the game like the very beginning the assassins break you out of abstergo Two, and, yeah, yeah beginning and you're kind of with the assassins then you're doing it more on your own will to actually try and get isu isu, isu that's, that's right. right that's good we'll get to that later <laughs> yeah many many games down the line yeah um i, I missed all of what you were saying what was that uh, i was just telling about like they break you out of the beginning of two. Oh yeah. yeah yeah so uh it introduces this the this precursor race that existed before and you know very very little about it and you really don't know much about them for a very long time. It takes a while. You they they actually do a really good a uh, really good job of kind of piecing it together slowly for you. And I you think really it was really do. them coming together, co- coming up with it as they went. Yeah, yeah. and then exactly then, how I then Origins just kind of like dumps it all yeah. on you. Sort of. I mean, it, it dumps a significant there's, portion. There's a lot that gets dumped on you. Into we'll get it. We'll get a bit more into. It. We'll kind of like talk about yeah, what so, they yeah, reveal yeah. as we go through the game. So Within two, one of the collectibles that you can find is I'm pretty sure it's two, where yep. it's the video. Yes. Yeah. And it shows these two people running. And, and they're, they're like, 
Yeah, flashbacks right. are those symbols that Brittany yeah, was talking those about. Yeah, those are all glyphs that you find with Eagle Vision on like certain buildings. Yeah, certain There's like 30 monuments. of them, I think. Uh, 28, yeah. Yeah, it, like, it, takes a, it takes a hot minute to get them It takes a hot all. fucking minute. You and can't do it until like the, the last sequence. Yeah, and it's yeah. in the end, it makes sort of a video of of the precursor well, people. Well, it's two people piece running. In the yeah. two people running. Who those people are. Uh, Adam and Eve. We do, know, we do know that they are Adam and Eve. Yes. Yeah. And the whole idea is that uh, it actually starts to play with the idea of like religion and objectivity and like kind of the where so, you have this, you know, the apple of Eden and then you have these two characters, Adam and Eve, running with the apple of Eden and it starts to it, okay, like. Can it, I just, just go for the whole intro? <laughs> no. Please no. Well, let's just get. Let's... Well, no, because it's important of who they, why they are Adam and Eve. Well, yeah, we'll get to that as as okay. we, like we've we've, we've just finished two out of an eight game I know. sequence. Yes. Where two ends is important. Remember, you, okay, so two you fight. No, that's brotherhood. That's three, that's three. Or brotherhood. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, never mind. Yeah. So no. moving on. Wait, no, 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 no. End of two. You're fighting the Pope. Oh yeah, you do. You do do yeah. that. Because yeah. you because you wake up at the or you kind of wake up at the bottom of the cylinder. Yeah. And you have to climb your way out. That's yeah, the so intro. Yeah, you do get out and then you get that little monologue. You start having a fight in the Sistine Chapel. Yep. And the Pope is using the people's no, staff. No, not yep. Sistine Chapel. No, it's... it's uh, that's the... Um, St. Saint, Saint Peter's. No, no it's, it's in not. the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. Because the floor opens. What is it? Is sure. Sistine Chapel in St. Peter's? Yeah. It's like... In yeah. the Vatican. I mean, it's like... It's in Vatican City. Oh! Yeah. I never knew where... Well, the actual cathedral is... It's where it's where all of the cardinals meet to elect the pope. Oh, I yeah. thought the Sistine Chapel was somewhere else in like nope. Spain or something. No, so they're having this. They're having Fuck. a big thing. I think <laughs> he was it's, just it's, elected pope. Is the it's, big it's thing. mass, yeah. I believe. Actually, so he was elected pope, but, and then you actually attack him in the middle of the service. Because he's turns out, well, and, and re, in real life and in the game, a total fucking maniac. Yes, because what was it, Pope Alex? Pope Alexander the Sixth. Yeah, the Borgia. Kind of explained within, I think, the lore is that the most powerful. Templar, like whoever can, like it's basically it's kind of an all out. He was the most powerful dude in Europe. Yeah, and so it's that's kind of how the Templars operate: is that if you can kind of ascend to the most powerful role, then you kind of become the Grand Master yeah. of mm-hmm. the, the Templars. So you have this big fight with Borgia, and it ends up opening this big kind of drop down tunnel thing mm-hmm. um, using the the staff, the papal staff, because he's is using because he's using the staff to it's control the cardinals. It's a key, and it, it, it reveals that the papal staff is the. The papal staff is the second piece of Eden. It's another that's piece ex- of Eden, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how Ezio says it. Um, yeah, way better than me. Also, is Ezio gets a piece of Eden, doesn't he? He's got the apple. Is it the one from the first game, or yeah. is it a different one? It's the apple. Okay. There's only one apple. There's different, no, there's, there's there's different pieces of Eden. Well, yeah. There's different pieces of Eden, but there's one apple. No. And there's, there's a sword a of Eden, there's a there's, staff of Eden, there's the shroud of Eden. There's, there's the, a bunch. Is there? Because, there? because explained within the lore, there was one on the moon, and that was why they went to the moon. Oh. Yeah. You're a piece. Of, you're a small piece of a large puzzle. Yeah, and they and I think actually whenever yeah no whenever you find all the glyphs in two, you have to go through all the puzzles and each one is usually like a painting, a famous Renaissance painting where they actually have a piece of Eden yeah. hidden in plain sight it's on it. It's not the or, same one. They're all apples of Eden. Let's just let's just Suggest- call a piece of Eden semantics. Suggestion. Yeah. Okay, so given that we're already at an hour, and we haven't even touched Brotherhood. I think we should approach the rest of this by not, like, explaining what happens in the games and more talking about the actual, like, like the games. And so, like, 
as long as you like piece something in at the intro to explain to everyone the dramatic change in the pace and yeah, yeah I'll, I'll leave this in right now okay yeah cool. so i think like uh we've kind of we've we've given the, the premise of the fact that this game is very in-depth with history and giving you this other like whole other thing that it's rabbit hole central it's it's rabbit hole central yeah um there's a whole ton to the game to this franchise that that it pieces together and gives you more information as the game as the franchise goes on uh but i don't want to do another three-hour episode no i'm so uh we're just gonna kind of go through and like talk about like kind of our thoughts of the game and like the franchise itself yeah um so i kind of interrupted you in the middle of your like thought on that like what we were getting into but do you want to just move into brotherhood and start brother so yeah i I mean obviously um we'll just finish the point where we were yeah um so yeah you get go down to this big this big area and then there's this whole monologue and Mm -hmm. it's explained that like Zeus and Minerva and uh, not yet. Yeah, Zeus. Yeah, yeah. Zeus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zeus, Minerva, Juno. No, Jupiter. 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 Jupiter sorry, the they Romans. The Romans. The Roman gods um, are all these precur. They were important figures in mm-hmm. the precursor civilization, and they created humans as a slave workforce. Yep. And the pieces of Eden were all just technology that they used to control the workforce. Yep. And so Adam and Eve were two humans that. That broke were, well, they, they were had, faulty. They had faults, yeah. And they could not be controlled by the pieces of Eden, which that whole bloodline. So they the the precursor race. And I know they, there's like a bunch of other stuff that's about like their their lore and stuff. That instead of like we have double helix DNA, they had triple helix yep. DNA. Mm-hmm. That all of that kind of trickled. There was trickled down into humans. They yeah. were they were based off of them, and so the sixth sense, the eagle vision was one of their things but it was the strongest in the adam and eve bloodline kind of thing or something like it that was, so it wasn't it wasn't adam because it's not that, that everyone has it yeah it's, it's there are people that have uh aspects in their dna of the uh, of so it wasn't adam and eve that that had it down uh it was after the great catastrophe yes where that's right they all yeah. started Which that, that's i think the most important part of yeah. the yeah. precursors that so, they are gone so the whole thing about 2012 the whole mayan presentation of 2012 was, was that fun. uh it was going to repeat what that was a whole fun time yeah no kidding everyone was like it got to like december of 2012 and everyone was like fuck this something's fucking happened with the tinfoil hats but uh <laughs> it wiped out all of the race of the precursor race to like what i think they said ten thousand. 75,000 something, something like, like that. that. It, was, it was it was in the thousands. Yeah. So I think it was a, it was a solar flare I think that caused it. Was it was a solar flare, yeah. yeah. And it was yeah. the that whole cinematic thing at the end of Revelations. Um, yeah. And so basically that's where the precursor race started fucking humans a little bit like not like actually like actually having sex and yeah. having babies with them. And there are some that's what happened. there's some lineages that have uh some remnant of like that DNA yes. still in them. Mm-hmm. There are some who have a large chunk, and those are called sages, which we will get into That's, yes. in Assassin's Creed Four. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. There's one more point that I wanted. To oh dear God! Well, I just I, I'm go with it. I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm giving you a hard time. Precursor race. The whole thing is that they are like as smart as we think we are. They are on an entirely other yep. level. Yeah. The vision or the, the the transmission, I guess, that you get mm-hmm. when you're in the the tunnel at the end of two is a pre-recorded transmission that is being sent to 
Desmond. All the way through Ezio to Desmond. And yeah. basically, it's explained in some of the later games that it's all based on math. That they did every single mm-hmm. possible equation to figure out this was going to happen. And it's just constantly changing all of your, your mathematical... That It's not time travel. It's not that they're projecting through. It's not that they're still sentient. It's, it's all pre-recorded. Pure, it's pure probability. Yes. That like it... It's like this is the one that's gonna work. Yes. It's the only person that we know that it, that will exist and the and yes. where he will exist and what he will do. And that Truly to me is that. where it's like okay, you start to see these people. It's not just that they were humans that existed before. It was a race that existed on this planet before that was way way better than we were. I want to yeah. take a psychological side uh, rabbit hole for a second. I think that's actually possible in the future to be able to do that because if you think about it, literally the way humans' brains are is just electricity going from one thing to another mm-hmm. because of memories. So there, obviously, there it's going to be like a millennia before we have computers that can process it. But computers can process or like you can you can if you know exactly what I can, I can tell you exactly or if I know exactly what's in your brain, like your memories, exactly what you encounter throughout your life i can predict exactly how you're going to react because everything that you do is purely based on what your brain has learned Mm -hmm. does that does that mean for those calculations every single human would have to have a different stupidity coefficient well and that's so that's the the stupidity coefficient would come from what you have experienced in your life some people just it's not like i think it's genuinely that i don't know that there's it just it starts to get really really trippy when you start to really start wrapping yeah. your head around yeah exactly like that's the big thing that's yeah. the whole big thing so brotherhood brotherhood um as we said before kind of our favorite yeah this one i think does a bit more to me what i like about this game is it like is the completion aspect of it it, it adds a bit more grit a bit more realism i think to it well for me like and, so we'll get yeah, i guess we'll get into that first uh, yeah. so the Realism, because like you, it, it, you kind of exist like whenever you're playing through one and two, you're almost like a super kind of invincible human almost mm-hmm. in a way. And then Brotherhood, the very beginning of it, it actually shows you getting you get hurt. Shot. Yeah, no, you, and you kind of. <laughs> oh, and he's getting old too. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's getting older. Like it's <laughs> it's just a whole bunch of different things that kind of like oh wait these are he is a human. Yeah, and it just sort of adds a little kind of a layer of filth which I like. Yeah. In a way. And they do a lot more of that, I think, in Revelations. Mm-hmm. A little bit too much to a degree. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit too dark, but we'll, I'll, that's, you know, whenever we start talking about that. Yeah. Um, for me, one of the things that I like the most about Brotherhood is the completion. When they introduced, like, the 50% stuff, mm-hmm. like, that gave me a little bit extra I can work towards rather than just, like, trucking through these missions. Yeah. Um, collectibles weren't awful. Uh, there was, it was the same level of, like, uh, upgrading and stuff like that uh, but another thing i really liked so with two what it kind of does is uh, i was going to mention this when we we're still on two what two does is kind of rapid fire shits like historical stuff at you yeah it's got a lot of historical figures it puts you in all these different like you can travel between city and city hey, this is the first like time that. you're in one city yeah so yeah. like with two kind of and i actually mentioned this to matt a little bit uh yesterday or the other day um the pacing of two is weird because it spins about a quarter of it in Florence and then it just fucking rapid fire cities. You go to like a bunch of cities really quickly and then it cements you in Venice Yeah. for like 
the re- the second half of the game. Not a bad place to be cemented, though. I mean, well, I mean, all of the missions are there, but you can go back to. The yeah, you no, know, you're free to travel. It, it is more to do with the other yeah, yeah. But, and you can't. But it just kind of like if you're doing things as you do them, you're like uh, the way I the way I do it. Like when I want to fully 100 percent a game, is I will do everything I can before doing the next main mission. Mm-hmm. So like if it unlocks a certain type of mission, I'll go do all of the races that I can. Uh, if it unlocks an area of the map, I'll go do everything I can in that map, do all the collectibles, everything. So, with that, with that gameplay style, when you get to Venice, everything else is done. You're just in Venice forever. Yeah. And it just it ah, it just it bothers me. And it, I don't it, like the it water. It is weird. <laughs> I like the water though. It, it's just kind of a cool element to it yeah. all. But um, Brotherhood, as you mentioned. It's the first you're time you're in one in city. Rome. And, and they, the second one ends in Rome. Yeah. The second, second one ends in Rome, Rome, but like very little of what you actually yeah. see. Yeah. You like and run on the, the, the Vatican wall. wall. Yeah. yeah. The Which looks wildly different in Brotherhood. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, the whole city does, actually. But like they do a good job of... They basically take... Instead of you know building multiple cities, they just focus all of their detail mm-hmm. on one big-ass map. Yep. And it's so cool to do. Because yeah. it's fucking Rome. It's... You got the Colosseum. You can climb the Colosseum and jump off the Colosseum. Yep, you and can. And if you don't have a, uh, if you don't have the parachute, and you accidentally like missed your analog stick angle by about ten degrees, you're fucked. You can <laughs> climb to the top of uh, the castle. Castel, uh, Castel, Castel, Castel Sant- de Sant'Angelo. Yeah, and jump off that. That's my favorite one to yep. do. Uh, there are crypts. There are other p- puzzle pieces actually to get you the armor of Brutus. Yes. Which looks significantly better off person than it does on. Yeah. Yep. Um, that was a bit of a letdown. Yeah. But it, it ties very well into Roman history. So if you're yeah. into Roman history at all, it's just full on geek mode of yeah. like. Also, if you've ever gone, if you've gone to Rome in the last year, totally worth playing. Again. Yeah. Yeah. And it like it. So uh, with two, it's just like rapid fire. You're around all of this shit that's happening all the time. You're part of everything. With Rome, it's like. You're not really involved in any like concrete events, but you're there in the time. Mm-hmm. Like yes. it's it's you get to live more in the world rather than constantly be thrown into giant events. Yes, and it feels so much better. And I think it's also like position wise, it is kind of a cool concept of you are a person in the future playing as someone in the past who is affected by a precursor race, but he's living inside of a city that is half in ruins and half modern for, for their own sake. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you have the Colosseum, which is still ruins. At that point, you know, the Roman Empire into like, what, 1,200 years prior? Um, At least the western half. It's 1,500s. No idea. Or, sorry, yeah. 400s. Almost 1,000 years, like a little over 1,000 years before. Yeah. And there are, you know, plenty of ruins and everything, so it's like, okay, there were... You know, this was once a just, you know, shiny marble city. Mm-hmm. And before that, you know, it, it, it's kind of cool to have those parallels going on. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's really all I have to say about Brotherhood. Like, oh, I just, have some things to say. Yeah, go for it. Um, the Ezio's outfit in Brotherhood. Oh, so much better. Oh, fire. It's always it the one. Straight fire. It is the Every best Every single one. game that gives you an opportunity to change into Ezio's outfit, I will fucking change into Ezio's it outfit. It is so... <laughs> And the, the thing is, though, all of the ones that do, it never looks the same. Never no. looks quite never the same. Never looks right. Etsy just... Because you don't like have a swaggy Italian it, underneath. Yeah. Everything about it is just like, it's it's the perfect assassin look. 
Yep. That's it's playing off of the. Tr- I mean, everything about it. Um, I think my favorite little detail is the collar. Yeah. yeah. Underneath the the hood, uh-huh. like just all of that stuff, and the big. Uh, if you go back and you watch the cinematic trailer where he walks out through the crowd of all the cardinals, he doesn't and have the beard. No, he does have the beard, but he's just got the one. Silver, oh no, that's like, oh, yeah. angel wing pauldron on yeah. one, and it's just like is it so cool? Is it uh, Brotherhood or is it two? Where if you get Altair's armor, it's all black. That's, that's, uh, that's uh, I think two. Okay, two. yeah, Altair's armor is. Because I, I remember, am a fan of that color. Oh yeah, no, it looks so tight. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I try to with with any time you can have a black outfit in. Like, I do I too. Like I do it too. It worked best for Ezio. Yeah. Everything about that outfit works best for Ezio, and like mm-hmm. you could do it, you could paint it, or you could dye it. You could dye yeah. it up. I, I would occasionally dye it like the Venetian red. Or yeah, something. yeah, I would do that. But the, just the, I, the I crispness of the that. white, yeah, is yeah. just it was where just it's so nice. Yeah, um, I, I, I have, actually introduced like you get it, you being wet when you got out. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you dried off a real fucking quick, but yeah, <laughs> hey, why not? Um, you could ride a horse pre. I think you can ride a horse yeah. through the city. Yeah, yeah. and that was like no, the no. previous game. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. And I like the way between. they introduced it too when you got to Montegirione, like at the very beginning, and you were on the horse, and like your thought is like, oh, I gotta get to the horse, but then you see uh, Mario go in with the horse, and you're like, ah, cool. And then like that's how they introduced it. <laughs> you can ride the horse. Imagine, now. imagine the fucking aneurysm of confusion people would have if oh, they yeah. got to Rome and a horse, and like, wait, but I'm in a city. How am I supposed to get on the horse? Yeah, <laughs> especially a city that big. Yeah, yeah. Because um, there's no being outside of Rome except for like a couple of the Leonardo missions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the final them. mission. Yeah, final well. mission too. Yeah. Another thing is, I think, again, it being one city, Brotherhood did rooftop running the best out of all of the games. Yes. Yes. Because just specifically the way Tuscan houses are, or just the Tuscan, not Tuscan, but like Roman style yeah. house with the, 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 the roof. Yeah, the it just works the best and to me it has never been the same since no one no game has done a better okay no I, uh, uh, Origins is the only one that I think is comparable to it Stealth Range from the Crossbow yeah the Crossbow was the best stealth, best Stealth Range weapon and you could get it right off the bat if you, like, if you pickpocketed enough fucking people and it never came back and it bothers me like with three or with so with oh you have it in you have it in revelations with three you have the uh, the, uh, bow and arrow which is fine four you have your uh sleep darts which you don't get until you're fucking halfway through yeah i mean you have a boat yeah we'll get into that that. uh five you have your phantom blade which is fine but you can only carry like fucking four i didn't play five um uh it's just like a crossbow but you can shoot your uh your blade, your hidden blade. I don't like friends. Wait, five syndicate? Uh, origins or not? Or for that? Uh, Unity. Uh, Unity. Gotcha. Uh, origins. You have uh, you got your gun. What's the what's the st- oh uh, five? If you're if you're Eevee, you're throwing That's knives do six. a fuck ton of damage. Six. Sorry. Syndicate. Uh, if syndicate. you have Syndicate, yeah. <laughs> you notice Assassin's Creed has a very weird system of naming games. Yeah. Uh, Syndicate. If you if you're if you're Jacob, you just run around, you beat the fuck out of people, fuck stealth. Uh, oh, if you're Evie, reel it back. I, I just want to like talk about okay, talking about the range weapon. Uh, and then in Origins, you've got your bow and arrows, your different types of bow and arrows. Predator bow, fucking dope. Yeah. I don't know what happens with uh, 
None of us have played. None of us, none of us have played uh, Odyssey, Odyssey yet, so Odyssey, yeah. there's going to be a significant drop off of, of accuracy. But sorry, back to Brotherhood. Crossbow, fucking great weapon. It was almost comical to use it too, because if like there are a couple missions where you can't be detected at all. And you could just like hop out of a hay bale, shoot yep. the crossbow, which sounded like a tree falling <laughs> in the road, just like crap, <laughs> yeah. and just and you know just straight up murk a dude. Someone looks at him and goes like, "Wait, I didn't hear. How did he die?" Yeah. And then as he's wandering over there, just straight up shoot him with a crossbow yeah. again. Have you seen that? Must have been the wind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I love that video. And also the whistling too. Did that? Did that? Or uh, no, that was that yeah. was two. That was two. That was two, wasn't it? No, that came in. Uh... Uh, it was in three. Origins. That yeah, came in came three. three. Came in three. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It was the one of the best additions to the game that yeah. could have happened. Agreed. Um. Agreed. Uh. You also get one of the things I also really like is it so kind of in the living in the world where it doesn't put you in specific things. Uh. You get to use all of Leonardo's war machines, which again, like. Those are things that existed. You, you're not in a specific event. Like, there's not an actual event of his war machines being used because they never were. Mm-hmm. But it it gives that to you. Like, there's that there's that existence of Leonardo da Vinci, and you know about his war machines and yeah. stuff. And you're like, well, well they explain I've, it that that Cesare was paying them. Paying yeah, them yeah, paying for them to be used. Or he and, didn't kidnap him and force him to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, no. yeah. like part of the whole thing is each time you go into a war machine or like mission, it's to destroy. Yeah, to destroy them all. The, it's, it's to destroy the plans, and it's a very dramatic sort of like rip, you rip and burn. It off and then throw it on the tor- on the torch, which would not work in real life. Yeah, no, because it burns <laughs> in like three seconds, and then you you try and destroy the machine. The yeah. tank one was fun. The tank, the tank one. The only way that you can get full sync. Uh, for that one, basically, I found out is, and I got it from a YouTube video, because it always fucks up on that last chunk where there's like three of them. Mm-hmm. You back all the way out, back through the gate, until you are just outside, and it's like, you're like, if you inch another inch back, you're desynced. But you're like outside of the sink wall, they can't hit you, <laughs> because like the, it'll, nothing, nothing goes out of the sink wall. So if you're just outside of the sink wall, you can just shoot them. From oh, where you are, that's the best way to do it. Huh. But um, yeah. So Brotherhood, great fucking game. Yeah, yeah. super orgasmic voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. What a good yeah. sexy voice. Um, any, Revelations. Revelation. Any last? Any big chunks from? What? How does the thing end with Desmond? Oh yeah. So you go to the Coliseum oh, in the in the, the Desmond right. side of it. Uh, you've, you've been running around with your little group of assassins, yeah. um, of which you've got. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. You, you they introduced yeah, uh, building did. your a little yeah. bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Within the game, yeah, you build, yeah, you basically build the assassin order. Yeah, and yeah. It, I um, love that, like sending them on missions to get one, get money, and also like having them up, upgraded. So I have a fun story about that. And also ha- being able to you know bring them on command and just sort of yeah. If you you're in a scenario where you need it, just crossbow crossbow ha- crossbow shower. Um, you can send them on missions, and yep. I was just like, I had this one chick that I was like just an extra kind of one and i sent her on a mission that was a 99% probability of fail and she got it that and she was ma- she max ranked to master assassin after it immediately immediately well, holy it was for, like base like i literally was just like just go oh my god <laughs> it's a, and so if you get them to like full master they wear Ezio's outfit yeah too and so it was like I just it was me and then her and like a bunch of noobs I just imagine she was the best I just imagine she comes like since you give her like the assassin's creed like or the the master assassin outfit like his essentially 
she like he's like sitting like at his desk in the Ezio's hideout and she walks in like there's like arrows like in her and she's like her hair's burned off and she's got like burn scars and shit she just walks in and goes and she like holds up like I don't know a fucking piece of paper like this. something like that like, got it and he just like looks at her with like wide eyes and just starts getting undressed and hands in the room just like you can have it it was just it you was got straight it. up the John Wick mission <laughs> yeah. like yep you will fail kind of thing. But, Baba Yaga. Yeah. And Baba after that, Yaga. I was like, oh. She is Baba Yaga. I was like, oh. I was, I was like, I guess the probability of fail thing is just like not really. Because it was like, it was the first one I had ever tried that was like yeah. super difficult. You always do like 100% like set like 95 or up. Yeah. And then it was like, it never ever worked again. I was like, oh, okay. That was just literally. That's the probability. One in a hundred. Yeah. I was like, wow. Um, but that was always fun to, I always, it was always funny. I would, um. There was one playthrough. So, like, I've told everyone that, that, that listens that I have played the game. I've I've 100% of the game, which is a little hard to do. Like, you got to spend time time doing it. Uh, about 30-something times. I've played all the way through about, like, 60-something times. The numbers change, but it's roughly around there. And I've started the game at least 100 times. Like, I fucking love the game. There was one playthrough that I did where I got them all to max rank without actually going to my hideout. And then I went to my hideout, and I just imagine they're in line, and I'm just going through the line one by one, and just burning all their ring fingers. And just like, <laughs> I'm only doing this once, fuckers! <laughs> just build one giant finger burning iron. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's just like a big everyone like, like is standing a metal, in a line. It's just two literally... metal bars that I've heated up. It's like all right, put your ring finger on it. You're literally minting assassins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, uh, the end of Brotherhood is kind of your you come into contact i think with a piece of eden in it uh it makes so, it kind of takes control of desmond well yeah. oh and you kill lucy that's yeah, right yeah, that's, that's right lucy is by the way the character who works at abstergo while you're there she's the one who breaks you out and it's underneath the coliseum yeah, yeah. you do this whole like parkour thing through the coliseum it, that's really dope. also what i really really like about what they did is you you go through that as Ezio. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a place that you went as Ezio. It's kind of like in a racing game where you chase after a ghost of a car because they have like yeah. His I think spirit. you chase the ghost. Of well, no, 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 you chase. You oh wait, chase, no, is that he, that's that's, that's revelations? I'm confused. Oh. I'm, I'm no, confused. in, in Montrejoni you chase uh, Ezio's ghost. That's, that's right when you're evacuating. But no, uh, with the with the um, under the Coliseum, the door like you actually that's one of the uh, layers of Romulus. That you go through. That's right. Yeah, you go through that, and then when you go through that again, like the door is open because it's built because... on top of Nero's palace. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Which, holy shit, that is the most stressful mission, by the way. Going yeah, doing under under eight minutes. Trying to like get that right is. I... It like it all comes undone just as you're trying to get into the last room. Yeah, last room. I fell. I hurt myself, and I was like. Fuck! And I like sat there like angry for like a couple seconds. I was like, and like the first, no, I can still do it. Climbed. I was one second late. Had I not sat there angry for a few uh, seconds, I would have gotten it. Whenever it's like your for, for me, like that was the scariest mission. Like the yeah. first time I ever played it too, because it was just creepy as hell. Yeah, but like I can do that mission blind. Now. Actually, no, yeah. sorry, sorry. Oh. The one creepier was um, going inside the pyramid in that was brother. Uh, selfless sh- uh, shell. Se- shameless self-plug got it eventually uh you actually see me i think only me play that in the drunk master versus sober novice i don't know if matt plays gets to that mission interesting but i get to that mission 
Um, so the big thing is at the very end, uh, Desmond stabs Lucy under the the control of of the, the piece of Eden or mm-hmm. something like that, yeah. and it throws him into an animus induced coma. Where yep. Basically, he's been using the animus so much that his brain is no no yeah. no no no. The animus is the only place that keeps him stable. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because um, it has enough of his because, DNA. But it's because much... he's been using it so much. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and so you're kind of like in the computer kind of thing where your mind is all scattered and it's very like, – Yeah, you're in, in a this weird, big like aether kind so of thing. So for Revelation, you're in this weird kind of like limbo. Of it's like what you imagine a game engine to look like. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Revelations, you keep what do they do? They introduce the, uh, the hook blade. Hook blade. Which is fucking stupid. It's, it's a, a hook. I have the It's a hook, hook blade. blade. And it kind of... It, stupid. Hey, can you get me a water too? Yeah, hey, me too. Time. Hey, fill me up. Carter's just now. going on a water talk. I got you water to begin with. Carter is now Adam Sandler. Um, but, uh... So they introduced the hook blade, which was... Well, let's also just kind of dive in. Like, okay, you go from... You go to sort of the end of Ezio's life. You're in. You go from. You're trying to kind of like close out some parts of the assassin. It, it does a really good job of sort of like we're really relating Ezio and Back the character and yeah. kind of completing Desmond in that sense. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the like the conclusion of it is really satisfying when he like addresses Desmond directly. Yes. Um, it's a beautiful ending. It's a beautiful ending because it like it puts all three of them together essentially. And f- like, almost flawlessly, I gotta yeah. say. Yeah. So like, uh, it's some, it's some of the finding. best work Ubisoft has ever done. Yes. Uh, he finds Altair and then next to Altair addresses Desmond directly. And yes. It's just like those are the that's that's what that's what the uh, Isu needed. And the overall tone of the game too, because you, you go. It's kind of sad. No, it's very sad, and the whole the whole theme of the game too, like. The colors and everything compared to let's say Brotherhood or two uh-huh. are extremely muted. There, yes. There's a dark blue tone to it all. I love Istanbul. Yeah, it is a cool ass city. It's a perfect place for a game to like that to be. Yeah, and the setting too is phenomenal. But the it's you play as Desmond, you play as Ezio, and you play as Altair. Yep, because you have flashbacks of Altair as well, so you get more of his back. You actually get almost his complete backstory. Yeah. Um. Like anything after, so you get like one mission right before Assassin's Creed One, and the rest of them are after, right. like him becoming Master Assassin, mm-hmm. like the the mentor. Okay, what's been covered? Uh, we talked about uh, we're ba- we talked about the the uh, the conclusion, the him talking to Desmond directly, and uh, one of the coolest moments in the entire that's, game. That's exactly yes, what we that's said. what you were saying. It's like it ties it so well. Um, yes. And then we were talking now about like how it uh, you get to play as Altair and get to learn more about his backstory. Mm-hmm. I will say one thing. Or his history. I thought Ezio looked like an absolute potato in Revelations. He was or no, old. What it, what, I know. His metabolism slowed down. No, it was like... I thought it was like he looked great in the first two. And then at this one, it's like, who the hell is that? This is aged 20 years. I know, but it looks nothing like him. He's, and also, Altair's face model, again, he looked just change. like Desmond. Well, because think about the leap in graphics. But he also looked them. like a potato. Everyone else in the game looked fine. I mean, well, I get they're old, but it was like... As, as I not was... Not like old potato, just like like the nose and everything. And I, just I was mentioning yeah. to Preston, there is a... Like, the, the color tones in the game are significantly different than before. They're very muted, yeah. kind of bluish. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a dark... It's a lot more vibrant, brother. It's, so, 
yeah. the brother is a and, lot more vibrant. Well, because like, you have a lot of colors and yeah, flowers. Yeah, so and like the muted, it, it basically just really attaches to the fact that like this is Ezio from the beginning of the game. Ezio knows it's the end of his life, basically. Like, he he he's is tr- done. Truly, he is a tragic character. Yeah, yeah. I can see it, that. Yeah, no, Revelations is yeah. the only point truly where he gets kind of his happy ending. Yeah, and it's this kind of he doesn't die. Fiasato. It's him Sorry. saying. Have you seen Embers? Yes. Fucking sad. That is a truly sad moment. Where he has, I mean, in the, in a way, it's kind of like he's this um, monk kind of thing where yeah. he's given mm-hmm. his whole life to this, and it's this sort of he has this this chance here now at the end of it all for him mm-hmm. to be able to have that life yeah. finally, and it is the beautiful wrapping up of Ezio's story. Yeah. Almost like another pop uh, pop culture character who, in a movie recently, kind of had a similar ending. What? Who? Cap. Oh. oh. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> 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 that was pretty great. That was good. Um, I love that. But I, it's, well, first of all, I just want to address how I've always thought it was kind of creepy in uh, the age difference between Sophia and Ezio. They're definitely not close in age. It's like 10 or 15 years, maybe. That's like 20 years. No, she's like in her 40s. Fucking... Yeah, because she, she, she's already married. I think she already had a kid, maybe? I think so. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. She's like in her 40s. I have I have only played all the way through Revelations one time. Same. I've done it a couple of times. And it was it's... the first one that I played. You yeah. know which mission I still remember vividly and absolutely hated? The first one... den? No, the one no. where you go to the big city in the mountain and it catches on fire. And yes! Oh, that was the freaking city! I hate that mission! Yeah! No, the the one that I remember is the one where you go to the, uh, it's like the Tower of Sorrow or something. It's where the, it it's one of the places I think you get like some sort of key and, but it's also a mission where you have to go in to kill someone or something like that. And it's in the middle of, it's only actually, it, it's a real place that exists it's sort of like its own castle island outside of Istanbul, and you go to the very bottom of it in the entire time to like trying to raise the water level and climb up all the time. Oh, and it's like yes. unless you have your brightness cranked, you can't see <laughs> shit. Yep. I hated all the den defense stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's was... points where the game kind of gets a little like this is too fantastic. This is where the franchise starts to try some things that don't. I tried yes. a little too hard. So one thing I want to address is the uh, oh, okay. So first of all, the den the den defense is trying to add more mechanics to the Borgia towers essentially. Yeah, because it's it's the Borgia towers, and then you then you have to protect it. And mm-hmm. I hated that part of it. I did too. Because it's like I don't want to have to de- I don't want to have to maintain this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the other part that I started to kind of dislike is. It doesn't really put you in history much. No. It's it was a weird It's point. the first example. It was of, it was also a weird point in history, I got to add. It's the first example and I'm going to get more into this in Unity uh that it's Ezio's story that could really be set almost anywhere mm. in yeah. any time. Well, and it was it's there's two things. I feel like if you wanted to set a game in Constantinople, there's so so many other I mean, I can think of at least two that are, like, way better points to stick it in. Right, but they also wanted to ride Ezio out. And that's, yes. And where it was like, I feel like they had two different game ideas and they slapped them together. Yeah. Yeah. Brotherhood was, like, the peak. And then Revelations, 
barring a couple of moments, was a bit was a decline. It was a de- it was definitely it was a decline. definitely a decline. Yeah. And the whole kind of existence of Desmond in that game is he exists as a fragment, and you meet um, was it number Clay? Clay. What was his code name? Like number sixteen? No, uh, subject sixteen. Subject sixteen. He's the one who bled himself to death. Uh, yeah. Painting all the things in he your room in the first wall, game. My walls, uh, you know, with his blood. Yeah. I think of that line all the time. I said it earlier in this episode. It's pretty metal. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so you do get the like the 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 big old like oh subject sixteen, this mysterious subject sixteen, and then you meet him and you're like ah, you're the fucking nut job. <laughs> and, it, and it sort of like puts you through a whole bunch of. It does a good job, I think, with Desmond and like it kind of digs you through in a lot of places, mm-hmm. gives that storyline a break. Um, you do learn there is I think it's a DLC uh, that you do learn that Lucy actually was a Templar mm-hmm. yes oh I think that's in 3 I think you do that in 3 is it it's I didn't some, play any of the DLC for Revelation like I know that King Tyler it. George or something no I think it's, it's I think, I think it's, it's mentioned it's just brought up in 3 I think okay. I, I think it's brought up in Revelation because there's so it's uh, do you remember those fucking data things that you're like, like it's the glyphs no, so the like fragments. you're oh, the ones that puts you in first person, huh? Remember, there's all the first person missions when you're in Desmond's head and you have to go do. Yeah, and yeah. it's like the black, like first the black, you're like on a river or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. There's one of those that you learn. You uh, watch uh, Lucy talk to Vidic. Gotcha. Yeah, I think I like that. That. so like that that happens, and I think that you're right. I think they do mention it in three, like yeah. that's the, mm-hmm. kind of the passing. But that's the big reveal is like when you do it because it's yeah. when you collect all of those fragments, you get you unlock those things. Yeah. And then, the, like, the last one, I think, is the one where you learn that. Actually, I just remembered a, a more pain-in-the-ass mission. The one where you're dressed up as an Italian renaissance. Oh! Like, the loot mission! Yes! The loot mission. Yes! But that being said, all of the songs you sing, you have to Are be... hilarious. Oh, yeah, no, because he's just, like, it's... It, for reference, you dress... It's Ezio. He has to sneak into the main palace in Constantinople. He gets to beat up all the minstrels that you've been fucking annoyed with for the past two games. And then you just kind of go around playing your lute or mandolin or whatever, and you're singing songs, and it's like, you know, I once fought a man named Cesare who lost a battle with gravity. It's like, like uh, I fought a man named Cesare who something about his gravity... Uh, until something that, that until he had a date with gravity, and it's yeah, just like the, fucking. That is the only highlight of that mission. It's <laughs> all of his songs were so great. He talks, sings about Vieri, he sings about Borgia, or he sings like about, all of uh, them. He sings about all of his past, and it's like thinking about it. Holy shit, that dude's a musician. Mm-hmm. He knows these chords, and he's able to just like wing these songs. He is quite literally a Renaissance man. He is a Renaissance man. There you go. That's the end of the episode, folks. Thanks for listening. Um, I guess we can probably we get good with, Ren- uh, with the Revelations. Yeah, I yeah, Revelations, yeah. Revelations uh, ties yes. up a lot of things and then immediately drops you into three. And Brings you all the way to three. We can kind of breeze through three. We can yeah. breeze through three. Three is a decline. There's, there's some major plot points. So Number three... one, where is Charles Lee? <laughs> three kills off Desmond. Yes. Three kills off Desmond. Uh, but In an entirely anticlimactic way. Yeah. So there's a few things that I, that uh, that are that stand out for me is th- uh, with three. Three brings back what I missed in Revelations, where it actually puts you in historical events. Yes. However. It's very ham-fisted. It's very ham-fisted. There's one I, I need to go back and I don't know if it's Bunker Hill, but there's a, there's a battle where basically the Patriots were like... What do we do? do? And Connor's like, I'll do it. 
Well, yeah, so it's like, uh, there was, uh, I think it was Bunker Hill, where they were completely pinned. Like, they were yeah, so fucked. they were fucked. And then in history, they were fucked. And then something weird happened that, like, historians, like, I don't know if historians know what it is. Something happened. Don't fire until you see the whites of their eyes. Oh, you, you do get, get close. Yeah. You do get that. That was, how, that was how we won. Yeah. Just let them get close, and we'll take them out close. Okay, don't then shoot. maybe it yeah. wasn't Bunker Hill. But there was no, something no. where, like, something weird happened that we don't know what it was, but then they're like, ah, it was, it was Connor. There, were, I think there was also kind of a very good thing. is like, before, like, you know, with the historical figures, at least, because yeah. they were very sort of, like, very true to who, you know, you imagine who they are in history. Three did a good job, I think, of actually showing all sides of them. Yeah. Because it kind of made, you know, we we deified George Washington for the most part. Yeah. yeah. And this is the one where it's like, he was kind of an asshole. He was kind of a dick. Yeah. Granted, he was stressed, yeah. I will say. Um, But this is also the one that you start to see the problem with dwelling solely in historical ambiguity. Yeah. Because... There is much more historical record of what happened in this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's less room, there's less wiggle room, which is where you get those ham-fisted And situations. they drop you into a lot of places. Like, I know, like, there's, like, you're in the room when they sign the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like, it's cool they stick you in that moment, but it's, at the same time, and I guess within the lore of the universe, they explain, like, the Templars have gone back and written out, like, all mentions yeah. of assassins yeah. but, but still also like, like then again in all if you want to go like truly historical connor's connor is a na- half native american half british character yeah yeah which amazing idea yeah and i and they didn't do him justice yes yeah, i don't think they did at all connor had the potential to be an incredibly oh incredibly such a great, great character yeah. absolutely it, honestly i like this character development that he was like a whiny little asshole and then he like kind of became just a flat-lined asshole became a flat-lined asshole there's some stuff where it was just like okay just had daddy issues and it didn't come out right it didn't come out right Uh, to me the most heartbreaking line of that entire game oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) what it was anakin yeah oh god (laughs) was uh when you fight hatham hate so hatham is his dad hatham you start the first like Three hours of the game. Yeah. Biggest down point of the entire fucking game. I literally, I'm so glad I did this uh, for myself. Apparently, in my past, I played through all the Hatham missions three times on those three different saves, so that whenever I'd come around to playing Assassin's Creed again, I could skip it all. Oh, that's I have, that's I have two other right saves. See, with me, I, I tortured did. myself at some point. <laughs> I, I thought when when I played through it the first time, I thought Hatham was a much more enjoyable character to play as. Mm-hmm. He was way more charismatic. I was way more charismatic. The thing was, better. the thing was, I was like, oh no, I want to play as Connor. So I breezed through yeah. all of that yeah. and missed a whole chunk of the game. So it's like, I mean, I know you do all these side missions with Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, as Hatham. Yeah. And you don't even t- touch him as Connor. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was, I remember reading somewhere that they were like, they didn't want Benny Frank to just be a carbon copy of Da Vinci in the game. Yeah. yeah. Which, that make, that make, I get that. Here, I get that, but that still would have been uh, nice. By the way, in case anyone did, doesn't already know, the second you're done playing, like the very last moment you play as Hatham, it's revealed he's a Templar. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which was a, They do a really a, good... The only problem I have with it is they actually use the assassin's emblem on his on, cufflinks. Yeah. No, on like uh, when you're because uh, the cufflinks come from his grant as from his dad. Oh yeah, that's I, right. we learned that. Um, Weird, Edward. Like, well, yeah, just I'm gonna carry my dad's things. But when you are when you're doing some stealth missions and you got your buddies helping you out, there's the assassin's emblem over them. If they hadn't done that, I would be fully fucking invested because I love foreshadowing. 
and that kind of contradicts the twist. Yeah. Using that because yeah. if like if the if that's just a UI thing. That's like well, that's yeah. that's lazy. That's well, lazy I mean, to me. There's a there's the a lot of laziness dot. with the yeah. whole game. Or though. they could have. I mean, they could have just had a little had a little cross, and you wouldn't have thought about it. Yeah. Well, you the, honestly probably wouldn't have thought about it. Yeah. But like it. The prob- I think the big problem with 3 is it introduced so many cool concepts that kind of came into effect in later games that they perfected, like the hunting, the crafting. The, yes. They brought back the whole idea of, you know, you have the home base again and you do that. It introduced and, sailing. Yeah, most importantly, sailing, which ah. for some reason there is someone at Ubisoft freaking Paris that thinks all people want from Assassin's Creed is boats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we want to introduce the boats. <laughs> But uh, real quick, the, I was gonna say the yeah. most heartbreaking line, in my opinion, from can we just get off of this because I got really, a couple more things. Okay, okay. Um, when you fight Hatham, in that there's the big brawl that you have, and you're in some like lumber yard or something like mm-hmm. that, and as you kill him, he says like, "You're a good son, I guess," or something before he dies, and just the "I guess" yeah. tacked on that's like, "Dude, come on, <laughs> wow, yeah. dick till the end," yeah. like so. My analogy that I came up with... I think it's, I'm proud of you, I guess. Yeah. Something like something along those lines where he's yeah. just like, I mean, you did it. You, you did what you wanted to do, I fucking guess. Like, it's yeah. stupid, but whatever. Um, I mean, I, I, you can so, think of that in a different light. Assassin's Creed 2. It's the way he says it, though. Yeah. It's yeah. just like... Assassin's Creed 2, you throw the punches. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, you go with the punches. It's more like jujitsu where you kind of like, the punches are thrown at you, and you kind of like, go with them. Yeah. Assassin's Creed uh, Revelations, the punches are thrown about 10 feet away from you. Assassin's Creed 3, the punches are straight in your face. Mm-hmm. And I'm t- what I'm talking about is your impact or the impact of history on you. And so with 2, you're the one who's kind of controlling this. The Potsy conspiracy and the death of the Potsy is all you. Yeah. You're the one controlling this. Brotherhood, shit's happening around you, you're involved in it, and you're kind of using it to your advantage. You're Revelations, sur- you're shit's happening behind your back, and you're just, yeah. just ha- shit's happening. And three, you're just getting thrown on the fucking ground you know, three, by you history. Get, three, you get continuously <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Three, it's... like, you just, like, you have no fucking control over what's happening. Battle on Bunker Hill happens, you're there, because you're trying to find someone that's there. Oh, Battle on Bunker Hill's happening. Yeah. Lexington and Concord, trying to track a guy down. Oh, Lexington and Concord's Boston happening. Boston Tea Party. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Boston Tea Party, you're trying to find someone. Oh, Boston Tea Party. One of my happening. least favorite little historical <laughs> things they have you do was you you ride with Paul Revere. Fuck Paul Revere! God, I hated that mission. Fuck that voice so actor. shit. This oh way, God. Connor! Yes, like, it's like, quiet! We must be quiet, Connor! Yeah, no. But you, this is the assassin. Connor, we're going down the yellow brick road. Exactly. It's you ride, you ride Paul Revere around. Yeah, it's like that totally just. I don't remember that deal. Literally, it's like. (laughs) God dang it! It just to me that's like it's that's such because there's a ton of I mean so much happened in that one specific moment in history that it was I mean him riding that's like. That was, a, that was a, literally moment. a ride through history. And instead, what it has you do is Paul Revere is on the back of your horse and you're running little homestead to homestead to warn people about the British. Yep. It's like, no, that was a straight lightning ride to the coast. And he was just, just screaming. screaming. Yeah, like <laughs> that moment could have been done so, so much better. And then bugged the crap out of me. And then it was anticlimactic with Charles Lee. And just yeah. imagine, imagine yeah. if they'd done it this way that you're just like in a house and you just hear like, 
Charles Lee was one of the biggest dick bags of the series. Oh God, I just just hate him absolute. So much. And I think that one of my issues too with, with he's three. like the runner up with Vieri. Yeah, like, he's up there. Three tried to be like subversive and was like the Templars. If they had their way, it wasn't really going to be that bad because it was going to pay out good for the Indians, kind of thing. Yeah, it like forces you to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just kind of it was like, and they do it uh, later in Syndicate. Oh, I. So I'm. You, it you happens think? quite a bit yeah. in all yeah. the games and at this point, except for whenever they fix it. Yeah, Origins does it the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just—it's kind of—it's one of those things where it was like, okay, did you really need to do this? I mean, but it's then it's—it's it's so much like the the Templar, and I—it's it's when you start throwing those tones in, that's when it's and it's again, this is the, where the shortcomings of the model start to come into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because also, I think this is the first time where they really had a shitload of glitches. Yes. Oh, yes. The, oh, the, that, Yeah, we're, let's not even dive into that tech. However, yeah. how many times I fucking, like, went... I'm not going to dive too much into it. How many times I, like, walked into the frontier, and then, like, I walked into the frontier, and then it loaded, and then for some reason I was looking at, like, a fucking mountain 20 feet away from me? Because yeah. this is... This, like, this, what? This, this is the game where, like, they intended... Where they Literally introduced... Asian. Well, yeah, but this is the first time you could climb trees. This is the first time yes. you could and go through buildings. Was- Terribly, yeah. terribly done. Oh, great yeah. in theory. They fixed it. Oh, yeah. they did. Yeah, with Black Flag. Yeah. Oh, that's let's, right. yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's let's jump into Black Flag. Yeah. I mean. So basically, rounding concluding points with three. It's great idea. Poor execution. Very poor execution. Just there was it, they they half asked because it and also it had the most I think the most hype built up for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the trailers were so good. And, and especially because they, they capitalized on the whole American history thing. Yeah. yeah. To me, I think promoted three, America and we're fucking sold. You had three. You had was the rope first darts. One where huh? You had rope darts and a, yeah, rope you had darts. a tomahawk made out of the assassin logo, which was like that's so dope. Yeah. yeah. Three was the first one that really went big for the series Mm -hmm. it also i will say this in its in its uh in its i guess defense something something good it did was it introduced the idea of not having dual blade or dual assassin uh uh, assassin's hidden blades but using weapons but using Mm -hmm. weapons to replace that yeah and they do that flawlessly throughout the rest of the franchise yes you never have a dual blade again but you make it work it was sort of a necessary evil yeah in a way which let's jump into like i said let's jump into black flag black flag Connor's grandfather. You like boats? <laughs> yeah. That. First jump backwards in time, yes. which was a huge sigh of relief among the fan base because mm-hmm. it was like, boy, you went from 13th century to 16th century to 18th century. We're fucking out of centuries if you're like, going by threes. Yeah, like they. It's like okay, guns are a thing too. Oh my god, guns are everywhere. Yeah. Um. Black flag or four. Is I think it is four. Yeah, four, black, black, black. Black. yeah it, it is. The way I've heard it described before is either the worst Assassin's Creed game or the single best pirate game ever made. That I would fully agree with that. It's legitimately Assassins of the Caribbean. So they take and out. It's so fun. It is yes. one of the most fun games they possible. They really take out the Assassins aspect of it. You can be an Assassin, you can be sneaky, but it's not so good. It's really more of a hack and slash, which. The whole like the. I mean, the, it's a boat simulator. Yeah, first like, of all, yeah. The, um, which they they fixed all the boat mechanics from three. Yeah. God. Which I did like those missions. I was yes. like, this was fun, and then yeah. it was like, oh, when you, you thought it was fun, how about a whole game? <laughs> when you get to <laughs> actually 
live the moment that is said by Blackbeard in the trailer of I've seen that I saw the man clear the deck of a Spanish galleon by himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you get to do that, that's okay when hack and slash is like yes. <laughs> well, so yes. Black Flag does do a lot with historical figures. And and actually in yes. a good way. Yes. Because well true. one very you're friends with fucking Blackbeard. Yes. It does and a all lot. Of them. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Like Black- Captain Kidd uh, so uh, Captain Kidd is actually the son of William the Kid. William daughter. Kidd, daughter. Sorry, good point. Forgot about that twist. Forgot about that twist. So it's Captain Kidd, uh, William Kidd's daughter, Blackbeard, a Horn of Gold, uh, uh, Robert um, Roberts, Bartholomew Roberts, who's uh, the who's the Sage. We'll get to that. Yeah. Which is the introduction of the Sage. Uh, Blackbeard. Is his name? Black. Uh, uh, fuck. Who else is there? Um, um, who is the really, really drunk dude? Who? Yeah. Um, Calico Jack. Calico Jack. Yep. So it's like all these. It's the golden age of piracy. Like which... you're, and it's some of the most beautiful scenery in all yeah, the games. It's yes. one of the most gorgeous games. It's also it... the least Assassin's Creed, uh, or least assassiny like setting. Which, to be completely fair, it's the first time. Well, no, it's also the, I, I would take say that back. Edward really is the least assassiny assassin. Yeah, because he's not an assassin. Yeah, he just, which is yeah. wonderful. Finds a cool mm-hmm. hood. And he's like, hey, this is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and he, <laughs> it, but he, he does. He, he of all the assassins, <laughs> hey, I think he, pirates just find stuff. Okay, yeah, finders keepers. You, know. you dead? I take. <laughs> Also, like one of the most tear-jerking ends to a game. Mm-hmm. I remember, yes. like you, you and I both finished it because I got it before you, and I let you play like a couple of missions because it was just as you, you both of us got yeah. PlayStation fours, uh, and also whenever just after this house was finished. Yes, because I remember finishing the game up there. Yeah, um, and I remember like just waiting for you to finish it because I already did it, and both and both of us were like, "Oh my god!" It is such a, it's it's such it's a wholesome unbe- ending. It's. Kind of. He has the best character arc of all the assassins. Until, you know, murdered and by in te- by Templars and or oh, no him yeah I yeah. Mean, yeah well but yeah like, until backstory play. like yeah that's yeah, you play so like he's such an asshole he doesn't uh, give a shit and like we're not there yet yeah we're not there yet yeah we're not there yet but like the fact that he was just like. Oh, I'm just gonna take what I fucking want. And I'm gonna pretend to be a Templar. And then he's like, he fucked over the assassins. And his friend kid was like, "Hey, don't do that." And he's like, "Fuck off! I'll do what I want." Yeah. And then he like slowly started like doing stuff. And he was like, "Ah, oh, like maybe I'll help you guys out. These guys are kind of assholes." And then like he's like, "Oh God, this is what the observatory is? No, they shouldn't have it." And yeah. the assassins were like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna help you out." And then he became a fucking master assassin. Well, he was <laughs> until Jacob. I'd say he was the most brutal assassin yes like some of the best sword moments like okay this was to me the most fun of a game to actually like counter like counter attack because it would just be like okay combat got so easy with this game oh yeah but it just felt so good and satisfying just like take a big ass sword put it through uh you know one of the large npc enemies and just rip through someone and it was so nice to like when you're like clearing a boat and you're like it's like kill 15 people and you're like Nine person or person nine, person ten, person eleven. Gun, 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 gun. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh god, the combat was so good. The the boating mechanics worked well. Yeah. Um, it, I, I I really liked the exploring aspe- aspect. Yeah. Ac- aspect. Ax- aspect. You no, could go we're whale in... hunting, which Peta didn't like. Remember that whole thing. You oh. could just hunt anything in the sea, which. Well, it was the, the whale specifically. Well, yeah. You could go. You could. 
hunt whale. Yeah, you can hunt the white whale multiple times. And does that make sense? Moby Thick. Moby Thick. Uh, Moby One, Moby Two, the, Moby Three, Moby Four. The legendary ships, which if your ship, as long as your ship was fully upgraded, oh, if you're all the way legendary, it's some off. of them. Some of them are easy. Yeah. Okay. So like, actually, I found my technique. I would, uh, I would fight one. So like, I, I went up to the first one. So I found them all, and then I actually think it's the snap of me doing it or mm-hmm. me finishing. I found them all. And then I went to one, and then I like I was like on my last bar. I went in, found out what its strategy was, like tested out a little bit, see how far I could get on that one bar. Would always die, and then would annihilate the fucker the next round. I was mm-hmm. like, I know what to do. Yeah. Um, but I like those high, high challenge, high reward things. Yeah. This is the first one that really does that, where it's just like, this is really difficult, but we're going to give it to you. It's one of the, it's, you know, missions where once you beat it, you're like pumping, you're yeah. fist pumping the air, you're stoked that you actually got it done. Yep. Yeah, I never did. Oh. I got it. <laughs> like, I tried yeah. one time, and it was like, yeah. over in milliseconds, I was like, yeah, I'll do that later, and then never did. Yeah. <laughs> but I will it, say, go ahead. Um. Yeah, uh, I kind of want to say that Edward's... Um, his story arc kind of matters almost the least. Yes. Yeah. It exists. It Doesn't exists. That, like, it, the it exists. Never comes to me, back. it was, to me, it was, they had, like, the game development of this game was literally, they discovered, hey, we could do, the ships thing was a good idea. Mm-hmm. We could do a whole game around this. And it was like, let's just make a pirates game. And they're like, how yeah. do we tie it back? Hatham. Just make it his grandpa. Yeah, Hatham's yeah. dad. Hatham it, it literally is was just kind of, it was like, son. okay, like, because I know it wasn't the main the main uh, development team that did it. Mm-hmm. Also, all of the side missions all, when you weren't in the Animus, this was the first one too. Because this was you're oh, not fuck playing. Oh uh, yeah, let's not let's not dive into yeah, that. Basically, yeah, basically, Abstergo is also now a gaming company, and you're a game developer who is you, also yeah, which is bizarre. You get like asked to yeah, it's fucking stupid. It's not even There's your a lot teams of and... really really oh, slow walking first sages. person gameplay, but sages yes. You talk about that. Uh, so they introduced the the whole thing with about sages. It's like, oh hey, so uh, I believe it's, uh, it's Minerva's Un- husband. So Unity um, actually elaborates more on what ac- what sages actually are. And neither of you guys played Unity. Oh. Um, so what a sage is is it's got a large chunk. Uh, uh, so they found so basically, Absurgo was trying to find sages because sages have a large chunk of DNA that like relative that uh, that is of the isu yes and so what they actually tell you is that abstergo has found one of them the templars have found a sage and have extracted that part of the dna and they now have 125th of an of an actual isu and they're trying to build from scratch one of the members of the first organ of the first civilization what could possibly go wrong um they never uh, never elaborate on that never happens in the later games Because it's literally just like, yeah, we're trying to track down sages, and that's why the whole point of Black Flag is like, we need you to, that, that we have, uh, uh, we've learned that there's a sage in here, when in fact there's actually two. Uh, we've learned that there's a sage in this, and we need to find it. And turns out that the sage you're trying to find is Black Bart, who is also the IT guy yep. in the real world. Who's been helping you through the whole who's game. Who's been helping you through the whole game. For also, his own Okay, you guys haven't played Unity. There are some really interesting things that happen in Unity. But so basically, you, you can take over on Unity because uh, yeah. neither card. Well, okay, so we'll get into that. I'll get I into don't know it. if it's explained in Unity. I don't remember if I read it on Wikipedia article, but the whole thing is the Sage 
the when DNA. When he dies, he comes back. Yes. So it was it was Minerva's husband yes. who contracted yeah. a terminal disease that they tried literally everything to cure. Yep. It was like he turned his skin to stone at one point or something yeah. like that. Um, just like all kinds of no, it was like turned into metal or something. Or something. Yeah. And it was like super super painful. Um, and the only way that they could basically do it was to insert his DNA as a long term yeah. resequencing. Re yep. Where that chunk would pop up. And it yeah. was completely random within the human genome. Yeah. So it's just random chance you're born with the sage gene and the, you are large chunk. The uh, random action memory. The I, And you have your memories of the last life. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, and the notifying... Uh, he just keeps... Gets, it's, it's Minerva's husband. He just keeps popping up. Through yeah, the exactly. Which was, again, uh, the, the mathematical thing. Really the, cool the defining characteristic of a sage is that he's got a fucked up eye. He's got one blue eye, He's one got green one eye. One blue eye, one green eye. I dated a girl like that, actually. Hmm. She was a sage. Oh yeah. God. No, never <laughs> <laughs> um. So so. Uh. What else in Black Flags? Uh. Okay. I, I will say this. They didn't design the game to be a fully stealth game. They didn't however, really designed it to be a full Assassin's Creed game. However, the stealth actually does kind of work. Like when you're doing like the, you got to sneak into this area and like you like the um. The first time you really like encountered the assassins, the, the plantations. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Those. those were actually kind of fun because the way that I do stealth missions like that is I kill everyone. I will sit in one of those like the prowling zones mm -hmm. and wait for two guys to walk by, and if if no one's looking, I will go up and kill them both. Yeah, and then I will go find the guy that those two guys would prevent me from killing, and I will kill him, and then I will just track down. And literally, I've gotten to the point where I discovered the thing that I need to find. Everyone around me is dead. But there's a couple guys back at the beginning of the restricted area. I will go back and kill them first. Because I know something's going to go wrong where one guy's still alive, sees me, goes and rings the bell. But there is no one coming. Because they're all dead. <laughs> I just, and like, then you I'm, just like barrel towards him to bury yeah, the sword in him. I, I will do that for the last one. I'm like, oh, you're the last guy. Ah, unless it's an optional objective to not get detected. But I will just yeah. run towards the guy, and then I will just, like, fuck with him. Like, I will do, like, unarmed attacks, and then I'll knock him out, and then I'll kill him. But, um, anything else on Black Flag? I think that's it, yeah. All right, so Unity. Also, we oh. all believed. Oh, Rogue. okay, good. We've got this, the boat thing out of our system Also, now. Rogue. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Rogue. Rogue oh, is the other yeah. one. Boats. <laughs> that you play as Shay, who is a Templar. Was, was an assassin turned Templar. Turned Templar. Don't know what the fucking happened in the game. Uh, you I can, play it? I can, I've watched some and read some. What happened? Basically, so it was Black Flag came out on PS4. Yep. And they basically wanted to do kind of a paltry, hey, if you're still on last yeah. gen. And so it was essentially, it's a throwaway line from, I can't remember the old dude's name. It was, just, it was a cash grab for him. What was, what was his name? The, the mentor from 3. Oh, uh, Achilles. Achilles. The throwaway line from Achilles, Arthur, or, or Arthur Connor asks him what wrong game Arthur wrong game <laughs> Connor asks him what happened to the assassins and he says we were all wiped out he says that the, the North American order used to be pretty strong in these this area and they were all wiped out basically rogue kind of it's a throwaway line it's really small um, rogue kind of goes through and you are the reason why the North American assassins order was kind of dismantled Who and didn't they make a, a side game or a DLC for Adewale Yes. Yes, that was for Black Flag, yeah. Okay. Arno, um, Assassin's Creed. Oh, okay. Hang on a second. I gotta do like a really quick. Uh, okay. Um, Launch into Unity. 
so Unity, uh, basically French Revolution, um, changed a fuck ton, which is why I'm kind of sad that neither of you guys played it because it's. Uh, I have it. I need to play it. Yeah. I mean, I probably will at some point soon. My my interest is peaking in you it. You don't I... have to like. You can talk. Just talk louder as you're walking away. I know, but I'm, <laughs> I just I just um, I was just leaving. They introduce uh, equipment upgrades and choosing equipment based on the style that you want to play. So they've got armor, or they've got, like, you've got your equipment, you can wear your gear, and you can choose to do, like, really heavy armored stuff, or you could choose to do more stealth stuff. Uh, I obviously went stealth. And so, with Unity is where they introduce the... It's a sidebar, the way I talked about last time I was on, but it bugs me with games now, is the whole, choose the way you play. Oh, yeah. Just give me all of the mechanics and let me play how I want to. Don't make it me pick a path and have... Well, so you don't you don't have to like I mean well I mean, like yeah. the, you were showing me with all like the clothes and the armor and yeah. weapons and stuff that it's like you get buffs here and negatives here yeah. from not doing that and I'm like just like I wish it was just how old games were if you wanted to play super stealthy yeah go play super stealthy and it's just that's the way the game can be played yeah. just have all of the options there don't make me like pick and choose in my own choice kind of thing but yeah continue. Uh, Hang on a second. Uh, I was killed by... Where is he? One, uh, fuck. Oh, shit. I'm trying to remember. Where'd it go? Following Charles' murder... Uh, Charles... Aha! You were incorrect about the shape. The shape oh, I was... I was. So. Brandon, come back. He's back. That Speak was... and he shall Sorry, come. Sorry, I just had to get a tanky, y'all. Okay. So, the the Shay thing, it wasn't Shay that wiped out the Templars. Oh. No, Shay, the assassins. The assassins, I mean. Shay is the one that killed... The father of Arno, who's the Assassin's Creed Unity main character. Gotcha. gotcha. He, it ties into the Unity game. Gotcha. So, Unity... I do is, think, though, because I know, like, the whole gameplay of the game is just, like, killing assassins. Yeah. I think it's... I think that's a part of it. Well, American well, Revolution and French Revolution were roughly around the same time, so it may have been... American Re- or French Revolution was... After. 15, 20 years after? Yeah. Yeah, so... It was Arno, post-Constitution. Or probably went through, killed all the assassins, went over to France, and then killed... Sure. So, probably both. Um, we so, haven't played it. So Unity is the they one where they, where, where they talk about the, uh, um, the, uh, the, they're trying to piece together a full Isu. Um, and when they introduce that, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, they must be trying to show you, or like, they're preparing. And they do that at the very beginning. Uh, and then it's like, okay, so we're going to be looking for a, a sage again. Neat. So you start playing, and a guy you meet in the first... 20 minutes has the blue and green eye and you find out like way later in the game that he's actually a bad guy but the fact that i realized in uh, black flag that that's the identifying characteristic i called it from like i saw that i'm like he's the sage why is he pretending to be a be a good guy like there's no way he's gonna like that's his mo and then like you start playing and you do this stuff and then you realize he played you and i'm like I knew they kept that and I really appreciate that they did that they kept that a current thing so now every time I play another Assassin's Creed I'm keeping a fucking eye out for the blue and green eyes he's like that could be a thing that they do in other games mm-hmm. like fuck maybe in Odyssey they do that but there's a character that like just subtly has a blue and green eye don't do anything about it but it's just like holy shit that guy's a sage like because they exist in the world at yeah. all times mm-hmm. so like it, it might not be super and like they're always kind of around assassins because, like, that's kind of where they need to be. Or it's a or popular... Their DNA, uh, I don't want to get into genetics, but... Well, it's a one... It's, it's a, a one-shot thing. 
So it's not it's one not like place you, within the entire it's not human like a, genome uh, will pop uh, up. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, fucking what's it called? It's not a uh, they're gonna a sage. It's like a mutation. Sage. It's like a mutation. Yeah, it's not gotcha. like a sage okay. would give birth to another sage. Gotcha. I Once feel a sage dies, whatever the next baby is born happens. I would just feel it. like you know assassins would probably have a higher likelihood of giving birth to a sage just because of uh, genetic probability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's an entirely different okay. like, lineage thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, he dies in Greece, and another one is born in Japan, Paraguay. Yeah. Paraguay, uh, Paraguay, Paraguay, Paraguay. <laughs> Paraguay. <laughs> uh, so Unity introduces a lot of cool, uh, uh, choosing like customization things. However, it is the worst game when it comes to the problem that that Revelations had, where doesn't fucking matter what the actual background history is. That story can be told at any point. It can literally like. And this is it's just the extreme version of that. You can extract the entire story and put it in any other it setting. It's not you can put crucial it in, to the French Revolution. You can mm-hmm. put it with fucking Peter the Great. You can put it with fucking like the Vikings. You can put it with ninjas. You can put it whatever fucking setting you want, and it's not going to change twist. the plot. You just at nailed all. the next three games they're going to make. <laughs> yeah, God, can you imagine? I, I, Vikings. Probably. I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about that for a second yeah, at the end. Okay. Um. But it's just the French Revolution doesn't fucking matter. I mean, you come across you, your friends with Napoleon, aren't you? No, you only come across Napoleon, really. Uh, th- he's you, in the you, game, you, though. You do come, oh no, sorry, you do come. You come across every single thing. But here's a really good example. There are so and and, and it's it's a it's a again more extreme version of the reason the formula is failing the franchise is because like in Renaissance Florence there were a few people that are historical like the medici da vinci and like the borgia and that's kind of almost it like the Pazzi. but we have so many records of the french revolution and people that were important around the french revolution condorcet who was the guy that wrote the fucking constitution of france is a single side quest you need to go, he's like, oh, I wrote up this thing, and they stole it. I need you to go find it. And you go find it. By the way, it's the same voice actor that plays Paul Revere, so fucking annoying. Oh uh, <laughs> and you go pick it up, and you give it back to him. That's it. There's so many characters. And also, it just doesn't involve well, you in the And the, the trailers revolution. made it look like it, the revolution is, like, triggered you're, you're and led by it. the assassins. Yes, yeah. not at all. It's like and they curse you Ubisoft and you're missing. Oh no! So it's yeah. honestly the trailers. It doesn't. It might seem like it, but if you play the game and go back and then watch, the it's trailers. exactly it's exactly what the okay. game is. It's like it's just you doing your own thing amidst on, the on the backdrop amidst of... the French Revolution. Yeah, because the most I remember about it is like, of course, yeah, it was the French Revolution. Two, they put in a lot more sort of mechanics of you can be very stealthy or you can be very yeah. loud and kind and that's of rash. Where the, and that's where the yeah. Yeah. Or and uh, what else? The other thing was I remember this one like three had a shitload of glitches and bugs. Yes. Oh and which God. they which you, so many. according to you they've since patched. They have patched a lot of them. There it's so the glitches are gone. I didn't really see the any face glitches. Disappearing yeah. glitch. <laughs> that, ha- that happened to me in Black Flag. It's like one of the most important missions, and all you see are just like two eyeballs and a tongue on Edward. I had the uh, the boat. Fl- I had the boat flying glitch and the submarine glitch. The Flying Dutchman. So basically, it was like I was on the boat, like went 
it was like it was in, it was in harbor in like the little home base and i got on the boat and then it was like went to go sail and all of a sudden the boat was just in the sky falling <laughs> and then hit the water and just was fine and then the other one was going to get on the boat at the dock um i walk over to it and there's just this giant hole in the water and all of a sudden the boat comes like slowly up <laughs> through the hole it's like, as it float like was floating back it's like having a car with a car on airbags <laughs> yes yeah um but so yeah, and that was the biggest problem with with uh, Unity was it, it's just it's a mist, and it does such a bad like it. The reason people like Condorcet and Napoleon and like you come across Robespierre one time, like fucking Robespierre, the guy that you think of when it comes to the French Revolution, is probably either Napoleon or Robespierre or Louis or Louis. Like Louis. Louis. I I just think of heads rolling. Robespierre. I know. And, and Louis. Yeah, exactly. It's so like, you just kind of come across them. That's it. And, like, the fact that they put the plot of the actual story so disconnected, it causes you to only come across them. You don't really interact with them much. Hmm. Like, the Posse Conspiracy, it puts you fucking right in there because that's what your character, that's what Ezio's story is, is the Posse, because he's involved in that. But then with Unity, it's just... Ah, I'm in love with the Templar, and uh, I gotta find the guy that killed my. What's the fucking plot? I don't remember. I rage quit. I legitimately rage quit the game because mechanics based, not even plot based. Climbing is shit. Because they tried to re complete like yeah, it's really, like you get like free run up and like free if you're down. if you're like a holding X it's free run up, holding yeah. B or B or circle it's free one down, free run down. Fucking garbage. They fix it in Syndicate mostly. Which let's I think we should hop on to Syndicate. Now. Um. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's the only game that I've officially like actually rage quit quit. Like mm. where I got mad, set the game down, took it out, put in Syndicate, and then played Syndicate. I was I fucking skipped it. Syndicate to me had one problem, and that is you cannot replay any of the missions. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You fully can. You have to restart. Like in my. Yeah. No. You fully can. You 100% can. Or, sorry, like, you could do that, but if you want to start completely over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. So, no. They, yeah, so they get rid of the multi-save thing, which they introduce again back in uh, mm. Origins. They realize how stupid of an yeah, idea that was. fucking terrible. Because, like, yeah, you're right. I had to go all the way into my cloud saves and delete everything from yeah. Syndicate in order to play again. Syndicate brought on some cool concepts of you can play as one of two assassins. They're a, a twin, twins, Jacob and Evie. Yep. Share a birthday with them. What up? Yeah. Um, they're very British. So British. Uh, British. Both of them are, I think, in com in conjunction with uh, Edward, are the most brutal. Yeah. Oh uh, God, Evie. Evie will fuck you will up. Fuck you up. Like, don't see her. Like, so her. So the kind of like, what I really like about the game is that giving you the option. And this is kind of does a little bit better for you. Like you, Carter, you like the, like, just give me the mechanics. If you want to be stealth, you can play as Evie and you've got all the mechanics of the stealth and you can fucking brutalize people. Mm. But Edward, or not Edward, Jacob. Uh, Jacob can also do stealth pretty well because there are a couple missions you have to do stealth. Mm -hmm. But do not fucking cross fizz with him. Fizz no. with him. No. You will fucking die. Because I, I, I think, like, both of them also kind of have more of their signature weapon. Like, she has yeah. the cane sword cane and he sword, has the kukri. Uh, no, he, no, other way around. She's no. a Kukuri. Faster. He's got the cane sword. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. 
I haven't played it in a while. <laughs> either way, I remember. He's also got the uh, the brass knuckles. Yeah. E- like, either yeah, way, just... I remember. You know what? I remember distinctly, like, uh, oh, hope that didn't hurt anyone's ears. Punched my mic. Like, you're on a boat or something, and you, as an assassin, stab an enemy's hand through with with the cane sword into the wood, proceed then to beat them to death, (laughs) pull it out, and then stab them in the neck and knock them off whatever you're on. It introduces brutal combo kills because it's one of my favorite things to do is to set up chains Mm -hmm. where. You knock them all down to near health, and then you just fuck them up. Yeah. Um, brings it, you into London, by the way. Yes. Brings awesome you to city. As the, a... It was funny because Matt, uh, I was playing the game, and Matt showed up. And he, he doesn't play video games, which is why he isn't here today. Um, and I was like, uh, so, and I, I was facing a wall. And I was like, Matt, where do you think, where, what setting do you think this game is in? He's like, Victorian London, and I turn my turn the the camera, and I'm like, "What do you think it is?" And there is just smokestacks on the horizon, and he's like, "Industrial Revolution London." And I'm like, "There you go." Also, if you're a steampunk edge lord, it should be your favorite, just because I know you can give uh, Jacob a full top hat, and yeah. you look. It's <laughs> oh, just so like, mm, I see. And it's so what? So what I like about having those two characters is like. You, you play them both, and you can play them both, and you can, like, the, their interactions is a really nice, like, football shape. It's like having a meeting. Well, so, like, like a the, business we'll meeting. Talk, like, like, overall, like, yeah. what they, how they, so, like, they start really close, they're best pals, and then, like, they start with their own missions, and then they, like, they, uh, she gets pissed off at Jacob because he keeps fucking shit up. Mm-hmm. He's impulsively doing things. But then in the very last mission, they come together, and you play a mission essentially twice yeah because you play a part of it as jacob and then you play as evie what she's doing simultaneously so it kind of goes back in time lets you play that simultaneously yeah which is great it it was it was after playing after hearing everything about because i didn't i still haven't played unity after hearing everything about that and then playing syndicate it was for me a huge sigh of relief yeah and also i love the world war one missions I, I did just because. Okay, I yeah, yeah no, no, I, go, no go ahead. I it's know I, it's definitely. I kind of enjoyed it because it's like okay, so this is that is to me the latest. I think yeah, it's the absolute latest an assassin yes. goes. Yeah, and it's like you know besides real, present day stuff. Yeah, besides present day stuff, it's like realistically in any sort of war beyond the nineteenth century, an assassin is kind of hosed. Okay. Counter argument, actually. Well, first of all, so the problem I had with the World War One missions is the collectibles. So I was, I was 100%ing it, and the World War One chests are the only things you can't get a map for. Oh. And I had to fucking comb the gotcha. entire map. And like usually eight they're times. they're very high stress missions too, so it's kind yeah. of hard to. Um, counter argument. I think it's it's really interesting. I would really love to see like, like I mean, modern. We see the modern stuff. Uh, them do things like uh, like modern day do things, but I would love to see like Vietnam, World War Two, like cool yeah, it seemed like a couple because, of before you start getting it. Yeah. Like the idea because, that well, an assassin is so effective that it doesn't matter what equipment and weapons you have, an assassin can still take you out. But could yes. you potentially get into points where those topics are still very relevant and could get 
a lot is, of people in some hot water. The thing is, i.e., well, Cuban Missile yes, Crisis yes, or well, the Iranian Revolution answer. or World War II within the Assassin's Creed lore was staged by the Templars. Stalin, Hitler, FDR, and Churchill were all Templars that got together and basically said, "Hold on, collectively, we will start with it's with our, our nations and what." I mean, this is it's, all, you know, it's like, oh yeah, oh, it's yeah, all, yeah, it's all, it's all yeah. But it's it's that they'll start the war and through that they will be able to position abstergo as a basically the templar order yeah in have a massive war that's going to just wreck pretty much everything and then Absurd be able to come in and, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. your answer to your your comment about how can you do things where like people won't get in trouble because like people like ancestors are still our descendants are still alive today and like mm-hmm. very clear that is actually 100 percent the thing with syndicate Sarek the bad guy yeah all of the villains are all fake they're n- none of the none of the enemies none of the templars are real people because of that specific reason and it that makes sense they that they can track people now like there are people who can very easily say i'm a descendant we can do that there, there was recently a picture of like ah, oh, descendants of the founding fathers are like posing as that stuff mm-hmm. so you can kind of like get away with like they're really really far descendants but these are people that like that was my great great grandfather. You can't fucking do that. Yeah. Like we, they have that, which is why all of the Templars are all fake people, mm. and that I think is why, after Syndicate, they're like, back in time we go. We can't go any further forward because we're just going to be making up a bunch of fiction. I mean, so if you made, if they made a World War Two game, could you theoretically kill Hitler? Uh, the assassins did. So he. Did um, he? It's all like that background stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's all that. Like... Um, he within the lore, it's he killed. He had a body double in the bunker. He killed the body double, and then was going to escape. And they were going to basically like get him to Argentina or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there were assassins that were waiting outside the the bunker and gotcha. Okay. Um. Which then playing into the whole Templar cover story of yeah, yeah. writing. Erasing assassins from history. Oh, yep, yeah, he shot himself. So, was Syndicate so, the same engine that Unity was? Yes. Okay. Um, and Origins was not. Origins. So, what I actually was going to kind of talk about a little bit is that, like, they have this kind of uh, duo pattern, almost. Like, uh, for the... For, uh, it's kind of. So, basically, they had Assassin's Creed 2. Assassin's Creed 1 is his own thing. Assassin's Creed 2. Assassin's Creed 3 looked very similar in play mm. style and, like, everything else. Um, did I say 3? Brotherhood. Yeah, this is Brotherhood. The, the weird naming section. Uh, well, Revela- one, two, one, two, and Brotherhood were all same engine. Well, like, uh, not so not engine necessarily. Uh, oh. We're talking about like the way that the mechanics actually work, like the way, yeah. Yeah. like the health yeah. bar and like how your combat. Yeah, yeah no, that, 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 they just kind of do um, two by two games. Revelations is a little a little different, but it's mostly the same. It was kind of like a halfway. Yeah. of the two. Uh, then three was drastically different. Four followed it. Was very similar. Yeah. Five. Uh, Unity was drastically different. Syndicate followed uh, and did almost the exact same thing. You, uh, Origins. Origins was a new whole origin, uh, uh, whole whole new like a fuck ton of stuff. And, and from they what also I've took seen the, of Odyssey, it's like it's, the exact there's same. a lot of the same. UI. Well, because after Origins, they took UI. or sorry, before Origins, they took a whole extra year because it used to be like yep. game every year, game every year, so, game every year. And then Ubisoft had two different studios developing games. Yeah, that's yeah. why you'd have. I got a, pairs, I've got a couple but... more things to say on Syndicate before we get oh, to okay, yeah. Um, but yes, yeah. So yeah. You, would, you would have people release a year after. Uh, like, we'd have, like, 
Yeah. The other thing was, by doing that, you technically do get a game that gets a two-year development window. Yeah. Mm. But it needs more than two years. Yes. And you are pumping them out every year, but you still... It, the system was starting to lag and yeah. was starting to break down. Um, the stress was the starting bugs, to show. Yes, and the bugs were carrying through. So, Syndicate did a better job of putting you in the time and uh, it it faced the problem of it put it, it put you, instead of putting you in events, it put you in an era, which it kind of did with like Renaissance uh, with Rome. Where it just kind of put you in an era, and there was it was the era of Alexander the Sixth. There was some shit that was going on around that, and you kind of were there. Um, but this one, so it put you in the era of Industrial Revolution. There weren't very many defining events that happened, like big like things that happened. But it brought back becoming very close with certain people. Mm-hmm. You had Darwin, Queen Marx, Victoria, Queen Victoria, Queen Victoria. Alexander Graham Bell, um, uh, Charles Dickens. Dickens. Like you had these big people that were alive in there, and it actually gave you full interaction with them, yep. like full side quest with them. So it did a much better job of putting you, like I said, with um, with uh, Brotherhood, instead of like uh, putting you in events that you were there, like with the punches and stuff. It puts you in the era and lets you interact with that era via those people which i really really enjoyed like you could do it's just like a few missions with the people but you really get to like learn their personality and i really like that um and the um because syndicate was the first one where they took no syndicate was the last one before the, of the the year stacked yeah yes they they took a break after that yeah. before and origins. i didn't play unity and then i didn't play syndicate because i just saw i saw that unity was so broken yeah. and all the Which stuff and you then can I, borrow syndicate if you want yeah anyway. i would like to actually yeah um you can borrow my unity and so <laughs> it's like trading games <laughs> or you're giving me red dead yes hey, hey! <laughs> then we get into origins which was really a return to form yes yes and but in a it, but different it was, sense it was them taking us realizing our system is broken yep we need to take a step back and really, from the ground up, reconsider they, what an Assassin's Creed They had a come-to-Jesus moment. Yeah. yeah. They did. And my God, it was one hell of a come-to-Jesus moment. Because they, they decided to go for more of an RPG style. Yep. Uh, they revamped all the graphics, so it was a gorgeous game. Mm-hmm. And they decided, okay, let's go really far back in time. Further to back where, than we have ever gone. Uh-huh. By over a thousand years well over a thousand years Mm -hmm. basically to where nothing that the previous games have done really impacts this at all yeah so you have more of freedom to kind of go about and i think what worked out beautifully for the story was the fact that the events that you do take part in Mm -hmm. that's they you go so far back that it's like hitting a person with your wagon isn't going to do anything yeah kind of whatever Mm -hmm. That, I mean, well, actually, in that case, it might, you know, with the trajectory of, of time. Yeah. But the fact that the events that you do take part in and the people that you meet are so incredibly important to or historical figures. Right. I mean. Cleopatra, so, Caesar, Pompey. Yeah. The, uh, I took, and I, talk, I think I talked about this, I took a Roman history class. Can I talk to Mike a little bit? You're, you're, I've noticed I've been getting closer to it. Uh, <laughs> I took a Roman history class, and 
went over this whole time period and to be able to go back and the historical accuracy of it was just I mean I've always I did it it was a like sixth grade project one time I, I built the library of Alexandria mm-hmm. and it was like to be able to walk around in it and walk around mm-hmm. in Alexandria yeah. and run around the pyramids I was like when I heard they announced the game I was not that excited because when they said ancient Egypt I'm thinking like way way Ramsey's. back Pharaoh yeah. Yeah. Like all the way back it's like, and, oh man, are they gonna have me like you know pair up with Moses? Yeah, that was that was <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, this is you like, were Moses. Moses was the first assassin. God. And the big thing being, God, that would fucking piss off so so, so many, many people. Yeah, and kind of justifiably. Yeah, yeah, I the, agree. The big thing being that, from what we knew prior, the assassins really as an order came into exist were like i mean at least in our time period of how we know the assassins and uh-huh. how they were during the crusades yeah and that's when the templars happened and yeah. you, you start thinking okay well you know there's no sort of the, the templars have a very definite founding date and that is within history and uh-huh. that is you know within the lore that's been explained and so for them to explain that it was the caesar was the father of understanding mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. That it was a precursor to the Templars, and yeah. they were a precursor to the Assassins. And I love the explanation of how the Assassin logo came about. Yeah. In that I, it's so just, like, throwaway. Yeah, that's it the whole point. Weird, but it's it's just... And Bayek losing his finger... How did he lose his finger in the end? Because uh, he, was, he went he to used, stab with somebody. No, with yeah, he, no, he used the hidden blade. Yeah. And oh, it yeah, cut, yeah, yeah, and it cut off yeah, his finger. Yeah, the hidden blade didn't need... To loot the finger was not, but he yeah, had to modify necessary. it, and they just kind of went from there. Like, well, this is the only way I know how to make it. So. And then in the end scene, it shows that that's that's the assassin initiation is yeah chopping the, the finger. finger, and and also Bayek as a character. Oh my god, is so He's, good, and that's why I was saying so Bayek good. is my favorite. Yeah, by the the character development I think for Bayek of that he he's the last of the magi magi who were basically kind of, the the defenders of pharaohs it's kind of this like ancient world sheriff kind of yeah. thing like rangers kind of thing yeah, yeah ranger yeah um and his wife aya has also been trained as a, a magi magi yeah. but it's she's not fully she's not officially one yeah, yeah. and the two of them uh not magi by the way i, I said magi 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 yeah, yeah. magi um, I am Bayak, the last being Bayak of Siwa. Um, they befriend Cleopatra, and they end up essentially helping Cleopatra become the last. Yeah, she ends up Take down Ptolemy. Ptolemy. Take down that whiny fucker. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, no, my God. Ptolemy's up there with. Uh, yep. Fiati. Yep. yep. And just to see the whole situation around them completely crumble, and her turn to the Romans, mm-hmm. and the initial foundation for her wanting uh, well for the two of them wanting to find found the assassins is based purely upon the fact that if given that power they cannot choose to help one specific person reach a goal because in the end that person will turn away and do their own thing yeah yeah and the assassins need to move completely above and below to work in the dark to serve the light yeah mm-hmm. and and it's it's just so they work so hard on details in that game. Oh my God. I have and never just... gotten chills more in a game than when they are talking, having that discussion, 
and when Ezio's theme starts coming in. Oh my gosh! And then they also oh reveal. Oh my gosh! They also reveal that Aya was one of those fucking people in mm-hmm. the tomb with, in, the, with the snake. With the snake. So she is yep. the one that that, that kills moment Cleopatra. where it just brought everything full fucking circle. Well, with a little, it's like full Q because there's a little like, Assassin's Creed one yes. tale, yes. but it brings it back to Assassin's Creed two. Yeah, and, and it's just like, oh yes, and the the pure fact that. You then go to Rome as Aya, and you are the one that lays down the first dagger into yep, Caesar's into back. Caesar and yeah, and, and, I was just well, also, I love, all over and the And also the twist that, that Brutus and Cassius were actually pretty much assassins. Yep, they were. Yep. They, were they were. They were on that side. Hence, and so, the, hence the armor of armor Brutus making Brutus. sense yeah. to assassins. And it just and it kind of turns history as like, whoa, oh, it, that's a good like perspective stretch if, if memory serves and i may have just like justified this in my brain romulus and remus were also both an assassin and a, and a templar which is why the followers of romulus romulus was an was an assassin if, if i'm if memory serves me right which is why the followers of romulus that that's where you get the keys for the armor of brutus who was also an assassin like it was, they're all assassins which is why those things but then why would they try and kill Ezio all the time because ah, they're fucking nuts. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I don't know. That the, I might have justified it in my yeah, own I think brain. you justified that. Yeah. yeah. But, but basically that, I guess, then they kind of explain that the other people that are in the, the shrine underneath Monterigiani are people that could be classified and exemplified as assassins. assassins. I don't know if they were all before Aya, though. Two of them are, I think. Oh, through, yeah. oh do they have the times? Uh, I think so, actually. Well, I think it's what they're famous for, and you can go figure it out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, some of the things Origins did really well. The map Holy is moly, yes. fucking, fucking monstrous. Big it, turn it, away from previous games of having multiple cities was that each city was fully rendered, and you would enter, like with three, you would enter the wilderness. Yeah. yeah. And you would have this kind of like enter corridor Boston. where you would pass through, and then, yeah, and then you would enter Boston. Yeah. Yeah, like this one was this was open because then we had this open, was seamless. Yeah, because yeah. even still with Black Flag, it was you sail around the ocean, but then you would enter the city. Yeah, yeah. and so it this was dock, was, and it would yeah. kind of give you a chance mm. to. Yeah, this was the first one that was a fully yep. fledged. Everything is rendered when you're on the map because, like, it, and it, the thing is. That map, if you want to go from the bottom right corner to the top left corner, it will do it. it will take you time. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. And you will you will go through some of the most amazing scenery changes, and I... encounter different groups and different things. And it just it's truly an experience to actually get dropped into it and try different things. When and I when I level levels all the way it. up, I am going to go all the way to one corner, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to put a, a waypoint on the other side of the corner, and just start auto like follow road and can, time it. You can actually sail there. Because the bottom right corner of the map is the Nile. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking about bottom left. Just go from the desert to the. I was thinking bottom left. The Delta. Bottom, top right. Yeah, no, can, actually, it's a pretty cool. Because it's like the Great swamp to. That's where uh, I am. Cyrene, I think, is like. <laughs> Oy vey. I think Cyrene's like my favorite place to be. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like it's so yeah. pretty and yeah. all that. Uh, all the Romans. It's yeah. kind of you get like a little kind of mini Rome vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. One other thing that I really like about Origins is it just kind of, it's like... It worked. Well, it's, it's like, so they kind of just went, you know, 
We're just gonna go fucking balls to the wall. We'll have you murder the gods. Okay, oh, so yes. that's, like, that's getting into something that we, we kind of breathed over. Assassin's Creed 3 had a DLC that was essentially where they kind of wanted to do these what-if moments yeah. within the different time periods. The first one was the tyranny of King Washington. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a what-if if it was completely ignoring the whole main storyline. Mm-hmm. That um, I never played that DLC. I didn't Neither either. did I. Oh. Basically, uh, I, just know, I just know exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> George Washington gets a hold of the piece of Eden, I think, in the main storyline. In the main storyline, he chooses to not hold on to it because George Washington is good and holy. And oh, yay. He cannot tell a lie. Yes. Within the what if scenario, he holds on to it and then basically becomes King Washington. Yep. Um, builds a giant dope pyramid in New York, um, which makes sense. I was thinking about it. It was even kind of weird, but then it kind of makes sense where they were totally, all the founding fathers were totally into like classical architecture. I mean, the Washington Monument's a giant Greek or Egyptian obelisk. obelisk. Totally yeah. the uh, erection. The Lincoln Memorial is replica of the pantheon or sorry yeah. Par- parthenon yeah so that kind of made sense i was like okay i kind of like that and connor is like never actually goes and becomes an assassin he just becomes a badass indian warrior mm-hmm. um and it was but that was the first time they had done a kind of a what if moment yeah mm-hmm. um i don't know they did one for black flag Not I, think really. I think yeah no i don't remember uh did they do one for unity or Syndicate? i don't think I think that one was just like kind of a one-off, and then well, because now because then they did the um, for uh, Origins, they did the one where you go fight mummies. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then I know for Odyssey, they've done one with Atlantis. Yeah. Um, Atlantis. So I maintain that Atlantis is alive, is around somewhere. Not alive. Totally fucking. Just so you can meet Aquaman. No, like totally fucking dead. Like it's all. <laughs> it's there somewhere. It's there somewhere. I, yeah. I maintain that there's something. Yeah, I don't doubt that there was. A I think once island that was. Pretty, yeah. Doing pretty well and got wiped out by a big Mediterranean tsunami. Or maybe it's in the future. I'm just. And they're waiting for sea level rise and they're waiting for Atlanta to go underwater. <laughs> Fuck Georgia. He Fuck. Knew. Uh, I, Atlanta. I'm, I'm waiting for a slight DC uh, tangent for a second. I'm, oh I'm waiting for them to do a whole time. Uh, time fuck thing where Atlantis is actually uh, Paradise Island that sunk. Paradise it's... Island is where Woman, Wonder Woman's from. Oh, it's all the Greek uh, stuff. Gotcha. And I'm waiting for uh, that to be like, oh, yeah, it turns out Atlantis is actually a sunk Paradise Island from the future. Because huh. that would make sense for all their technology they have down there. Yeah. there you go. Moving on. Um, but yeah, just... It but was... I like that it was just like, look, you're going to fucking fight Sobek. Well, so all, luck, those fucker. were all their glitches in, in yeah, the Yeah, they explained yeah. that. That's a whole other point that we breezed across that I was talking about earlier. Um, also, there was an Assassin's Creed movie with Michael Fassbender that was uh, between. Not, if you like Michael Fassbender, yeah, go watch it. Yeah. It's worth looking at his face. But other than that, I, I mean, put him in my D and D campaign somewhere. Also, um, before so Fia, no, what's her name? Uh, Cobb's wife in Inception. Huh? Maul from Inception. His wife. Molly. No, Maul from Inception. Cobb's yeah. wife. Leo, the, you know, Captain's wife. She's in it. Oh, are you talking about the oh the movie? Yeah, it's has a oh, movie. Nah, fuck the movie. That's what I'm saying. Well, it's it's canon though. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's uh, canon because of things. Yeah. Basically, uh, it, there's a terminal in um, Origins that if you go and read it, like I did, you find out that that all actually happened. And basically, there have been different animuses that are being developed that accentuate different aspects of what the animus does. Yeah. So the one that you're using in Origins is like a deployable like on the go animus which is kind of cool because it's like a little like bed pad that folds out of like, yeah. a gun case 
Um, the one from the movie is this big giant rig that you get strapped into that is supposed to enhance the bleeding effect. So there's all this kind of, yeah. it's all tied in and it's, it's another way that they explain the differences in gameplay as being part of the canonical technology within the game yep. that I like. Yep. So, um, we haven't played Odyssey. We haven't yeah. played Odyssey. Unity, I'm still, I actually still have not finished all the DLCs for Unity, for Origins. I did. I need to. I haven't played any of them. Yeah, there's one where um, you go into the afterlife. We do not know the next Assassin's Creed. There's a Vikings one. Have they confirmed that? I'm sure confirmed they it. did. It's rumored. I would Every know. single one that's ever been rumored in the past five that's years true. has come true. Um, Except for Japan, because everyone just wants that one to be. Um, I have pitched to you guys, I texted you guys this, that there be a trilogy of games that are set at the exact same time, and all of their storylines actually intertwine. But they're all set. So there is a time. I don't. I can't remember. So like Pokemon Ruby, Pokemon Sapphire, Pokemon Emerald. But Assassin's Creed. No, but those are all entirely different games. Like they don't. They're the same fucking people. They don't. They're not the same. But they all kind of lead similar. Well, similar. No. So like what I'm saying is like it's the same. Never mind. um, Let's let's three Assassin's Creed games. Yes. You each play as a different person, but their stories. Yeah. So there's a time, and I did the research, and I don't remember what it is, but it's uh, it's one of the following or three of the following vikings ninjas samurai it's like for honor but for honor is a little iffy on some of its timing uh knights uh, something else like there's three fully different kinds of cultures of fighters that existed at the same time that like in their in their height at, the, at around the same time and do three games where you are an assassin involved with each of those but you travel the world as each of them and like your actual the actual storylines intertwine where you like all like you meet one of them and then you meet another one and then in one of the other games like like and then the cutscenes are the same when you meet each other in each of the other games but from a different perspective and if you want to get even better like more crazy with that you change the actual like what happens because then you can throw in genetic memory quote unquote memory can be faulty so, like, if you're looking at, like, the ninja's memory, he's thinking, oh, this guy's a total fucking asshole, so it makes the guy out to be an asshole. But then you go to that other guy's, that guy's game, he's like, hey, and the ninja's, like, and he's, like, super nice, and the ninja's an asshole. And it's, like, it changes, like, the wording and, like, kind of the interactions. That I could mean, potentially I, I think a setting where that would work is Japan circa 1854. 1854. Okay, what, what are the other two? Well... You could have one perspective be a Japanese assassin or Japanese Templar, and the other one be uh, an American. Well, they'd all be assassins. Well, well, yeah, but because the two just meet there, and that's the beginning of the unequal treaties. That's when Japan uh, begins the, Me- the Meiji Restoration. I'm talking about like the For Honor stuff, where it's like three fully different kinds of fighter-based like. Yeah, but that I mean, would you? It would be hard to explain because it was very difficult to get around the world in that time period. Yeah, and what That's if you true, yeah. if you were a ninja, what would you be doing in Eastern Europe? Right, mm-hmm. be like, oh look at this, he's a man with, who does not look like us. We must kill him pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, that would... no, uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. But like, I mean, make it. But I'm, I'm, I feel like something like you know, like the beginning of the Meiji Restoration, where it's a giant upheaval of an entire society because the rest of the world is starting to collapse in and yeah. ruin it. 
I think that has a lot of potential for some really good storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does have a lot of ambiguity. It's the it's the end of the samurai is that yeah. time too, which oh my god, have some fun with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, riddle me this, you two. If you could, excluding feudal Japan, because all three of us want that, if you could pick a place, a setting, historical setting for an Assassin's Creed game, what would it be? Uh, uh, oh god, oh fuck, uh, I'm trying to think of like everything, um, I, I want to see stuff with like, Al- like the birth of the Roman Empire. Like, what if you got an what if you got an assassin that's just kind of following him around? Because that takes a very long time to start the Roman Empire. No, no, like the like what? Not, it, Alexander the Great is the one that kind no, of like Greece. no, no, fuck. Who's the? We already got ancient Greece without us. Right. No, who's the who's the one that Alex, like Alex... basically built everything? Oh, um, Augustus. Augustus. That could work. Well, actually, well, no, because they reference that Augustus is basically going to kill off. Because he kills off Brutus, Cassius, and all of them. So you'd really be going against the assassin line then. Yeah, but you could have it, a character not know. True. You're following him around. I think... I think nope, Ale- I have my answer. I think Alexander the Great would be better. What is your answer? Because it's more rapid. Yeah, I want we just an assassin... Got Greece. It's going to be a long time before we... I want an assassin game set in the Great Emu War. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to... We know what that means. I'm going to let our listeners go and Google what the Great Emu War is. Do it. Fucking great. Not to be confused with the Great Emu War of 2019. <laughs> um, but no, I'd actually probably maybe want to see some... It could be really interesting war on, like, drug cartels. Like, modern, almost modern age. Like, maybe more, that like, work. late that could 1900s. Work. That could also be very dangerous. What? It's not like fucking, like, uh, Fidel Castro's gonna be like, hey. It's not in the drug cartels. I don't know. Like, you'd be involved in, like, all the, like, Well, South- I know uh, Black Ops 2 had, um, I can never remember his name. I just know his nickname, Pineapple Head. <laughs> <laughs> It's literally, uh, he's a, um, I think Nicaraguan. That's probably totally wrong. Uh, was a dictator during the whole drug cartel thing. Uh, he was in Black Ops too, and that was like, no bueno. Eh. <laughs> that they had like, he's right? he's still alive, and he was not depicted as a nice guy. He's not a nice guy. Yeah, but yeah, it was, it was a little. A bunch of people at Activision got some like pretty yeah. substantial death threats. Or uh, Gandhi. That was a peaceful Ooh, revolution, though. Gandhi era. No, that would you, still be a good flashpoint. Gandhi. Yeah. Well, it was part of the what? what, what? That was a peaceful revolution, though. That was the whole, that oh. was the whole premise of it. But like, but I mean, the whole thing is because I don't like, think there were also assassins work in the dark. I know, but so I don't think it wasn't entirely peaceful. I don't think there were any high-profile there deaths. There is uh, an Assassin's Creed. Like, Gandhi was assassinated. What if he was a fucking Templar? Twist that shit, yo! <laughs> then you'd piss off all of India. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Which, is, uh, which might be a large gaming market. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a sub-game, I know, set in India. Yeah. And also, and I there think... Was also, there's China, Chronicles of India. There's Chronicles also China, one, I think, in the Russian China. Revolution as well. Yeah. Russia, yep. So that's what my... I have three, basically, that I would Peter say. the Great! Yeah. I would love to see one set in Russia. Specifically, I would love to see the whole Russian Revolution storyline set into a full-on game. Genghis Khan! Yeah, Mongol Empire would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see with Peter the Great have, have a true... We, that's that's one area that the games could totally play with. Especially 
knowing now with like an open world game like Origins is doable, mm-hmm. being able to set one like in Siberia would be really cool. I think it'd be cool to see a lot more like South American history. Yeah. Because that stuff is just not taught. I think that's, no, that's well, number two. Additionally, Zulu Wars. Yeah. Have a yeah. sub-Saharan African assassin. Yes. yes. That so, would be a phenomenal storyline. My number two would be um, with uh, like Spanish conquistadors yeah. in yeah. South America with the Aztecs. I think Ooh, that would be, that'd be really good. Incredible world to do. We that would actually be a really cool branch off of like Assassin's Creed One, Assassin's Creed Revelations, where we see like the explorers because we meet uh, Nicolo Polo. In like in Revelations in a flashback to oh, that's right. That's right. You're friends with the Polos. In theory, we could so spin off of that motherfucker. Yeah, in theory, you could totally um... fuck make Columbus a Templar. He's a dick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Although it it, it does take a while for some things to. But the whole thing was I would want it to be I would want it to be South America and with exploration. Yeah. I wouldn't because we've already got North America. Like Mm -hmm. that's already happened. Yeah. Um. Then my. You had to wait. Wait. Uh. Yeah. What about um. I'm forgetting the name. I think it was Roanoke. The Oh, yeah. The Roanoke. the disappearing colony. Yeah. You know this? No, but I just thought no about one, the fucking like, civil war. Yep. So, the, my my third one being um and there's someone that appears within some of the overarching lore. I don't remember the name. I just know I remember seeing the picture. Uh, and there's no way they could ever do it because of Red Dead, but one set in the in the west. Mm. Cuz that's a very vast I was I was Roanoke, uh, it was the first ever British colony in North America. And it disappeared. No one knows. There were no survivors, nothing. The only thing that was left was written on a post. Or a tree. It said, like, Croatan. Something like that. That's That's all. Creepy, dude. So they all left by the time they came. And basically, of that party, I forget whose daughter it was. I think it was the captain's daughter or someone's daughter. Maybe. um, Was pregnant on the boat over and... I mean, obviously, they don't know what happened, but mm-hmm. that person that was born is considered the first American, hmm. despite the fact, you know. Fun fact. <laughs> uh, we don't know if they even were born. Fun fact, Pocahontas's great, great, great granddaughter married uh, Thomas Jefferson. No, great, great, great grandson married Thomas Jefferson's sister. Wow. Weird fun fact. Don't, I, I was we, literally just can like. we have a game where we kill, where we kill Thomas Jefferson? What? I don't think I, I love Thomas Jefferson. He's Kind of a dick. Oh, we can have. Uh, He's Lewis very Clark. much a dick, actually. Clark expedition. Oh, he created man. the swivel chair. He raped his slaves. Moving swivel on. Chair. Uh, so Civil War would be kind of cool because, like, even like Robert E. Lee kill fucking Robert E. Lee. Even he, his descendants fucking hate him. Actually, well, I think actually, I think, honestly, <laughs> no, because he is? he died well after the Civil War. So make it a well after the Civil War. Like, oh, I finally found him. He, well, he was at least more of a gentleman, though. Yeah. Well, you know, so after the Civil War, do you know where they kept Robert E. Lee? Where? In his villa, which overlooks Arlington National Cemetery. That was it's his land, or was his land? Yeah. Awkward. Yeah. No, they made him every morning get up and walk to his window and look out over Arlington National Cemetery and go. Hey, bud. All you. No, it wasn't all him, though. I know, but that's the whole point. Yeah. I know. He, he was even then. A lot of this then, is you, homie. Even then. Well, because that was he was the most respected Southern general. Yeah. The 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 real dick for the South is uh, Jefferson Davis. I think you... It would be very touchy to do it properly, but I think 
the Civil War is far enough where you could. Uh, 1860s. That's not that far back. I mean, when is uh, when is syndicate just, set? Uh, early 1800s. Okay. When is what syndicate? Syndicate. 1880s, 1870s. Oh, boom! May have some fictional people. Yeah, but I mean, even then, well, a lot of like, like Jefferson Davis, all that stuff. It's well, you be it friends. It would end up being be friends with up, the Union. It granted yeah, right the thing that right now. Really that's the thing, though. Right now, it would be a very poignant piece of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Ooh. of yeah, because that's if you, that's, there's, that's there's the dangerous part. Here. There's two things here. You piss off rednecks, and rednecks are among the most dangerous people in the world. If you were doing it in this setting, I would want you to play as a black character, just so you could do it. The thing is, though, by doing that, it's kind of hard to do stealth missions in like you know Atlanta if you're. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, you can fully do <laughs> Confederate you can, Atlanta. You can fully do out of like you could like help. Maybe it's, maybe it's one of those things where he just kind of like picks up the skills, and so he doesn't have to live by the assassin tenant of like uh, work in plain sight. He is one hundred percent in the dark. Fuck. Tried to avoid that one. Yeah, you t- you take <laughs> off a large chunk of gameplay by doing that. Though. That's the only thing. It's like they get a full stone. I don't know. Um, also, I mean. Charles from Red Dead already is the coolest. He's black and Native American, and he's the most badass dude in the entire game. He's the, he is the coolest dude. I love Charles. I can't think of any other eras. I, I would like to see more in South America because I know very little about that history. Yeah, May- I would like to see more in like Eastern China or Eastern Asia. Maybe you're Teddy Roosevelt's best friend, and you go with him on all of his journeys. On all of his hunts. Yeah. It's, uh, what it's if you're really George like... Bush and you're an assassin and Dick Cheney's a Templar and you fail an assassination? Um, they succeeded in a pretty large scale assassination. If you want to go tinfoil route, god damn it! Furthering the tinfoil within the lore. <laughs> that that yeah. no, no, that's Bush and Cheney are Templars and 9/11 was no, an inside job. No, I'm saying Bush is an assassin. <laughs> within the lore, 9/11 was an inside job. Oh God. No, I was saying this, like George Bush is like you know George. Like, want to talk about called, recent and a little bit too touchy? Oh yeah, Dick, Dick Cheney's shot. Yeah. Oh yeah. well, then he Dick Cheney's an assassin. <laughs> Whoever he shot was a Templar, and he just he was a bad assassin. Oh, he man. got demoted after that one. But yeah, um, maybe Stalin wasn't didn't die of natural causes. I really, but this thing, like, I really want to see a full fledged assassin game in. Imperial Russia at some point. That would be kind of. I cool. feel like to me the best era to do it would be the Russian Revolution because wasn't Peter like actually a totally good dude? Peter yeah. was awesome. Make him can, a fucking yeah. mentor. Ivan the Terrible actually wasn't that terrible either. Ooh. He just pissed off the right people. We yes. could get Vlad the Impaler because we have that little bit. Uh, oh. Towards in Revelations. Yeah, you get because one of the one of the key items is Vlad the Impaler's sword. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking dope. It is yeah. so cool. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be a scary ass game, though. Yeah, because he was uh, Lots of he heads. lived up to the reputation. Oh, also uh, his his method of impaling. I almost marshmallows. <laughs> no, I, I almost just recommended the Peloponnesian Wars. Man, I should play Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just there's so many different. There's a lot they can do. Yeah, but no, actually, honestly, you could totally do an Assassin's Creed game as Peter the Great. That'd be great. You could straight up do that. Well, that'd be awesome because you get to like, and it would be so kind of what, one of the things he did is he like went around to like yeah. Europe and learned so my favorite, about their stuff. And you could do that. You could literally just and there you could get your boats fixed. Yeah, because he loved boats. Yeah, Ooh, Constantine. 
Yeah. Yeah. We Reu- can see the beginning Reuni- of Constantinople. Well, yeah, that reunifying the Roman Empire. Yeah. yeah. But my favorite image with Peter the Great is the fact that so he went to Den- uh, Holland to go learn how to make boats. Yep. And there's a picture. Peter the Great was, was tall. Like the average height, he was like he was tall for an average Russian, so he was like six five. Yeah. And the average height in Europe at the time was like five, five two. Or no, no, it was like it was shorter than that. It was, it was like, like five, five two, two, five one. Okay, yeah. So and there's just the, the picture. image of him just lumbering through a crowd, being like, so I want to learn how to make boat. <laughs> yeah, there's there's just a picture of him like leaning on a uh, a crate, just and like, he's just leaning, towering over like a series of dudes. I got like one or two. War of the Roses, Thirty Years War. Oh yes. Yep. Oh god. <gasps> and he died the Templars. You know what we need to we what uh this was. This was about the thirty around the Thirty Years War. The defenestration of Prague. Yeah. I would love to have the defenestration of. Do you know what the defenestration of Prague is? Lutheran thing. It's where they threw two people out a window. <laughs> what the fenestration literally means is thrown out of a window. Oh. And there's a big old thing. Uh, hence the German word, fenster. It's defenestration of Prague. Is this is horror historical moment where they threw a bunch of, I think it was like clergy. Oof. Or like, uh, or like clergy threw like, uh, it was something, it had to do with the Reformation. Reformation. Just get the Reformation. Martin Luther, we're Lutheran, by the Martin way. Luther. Martin Luther is an assassin. Martin Luther, master assassin. <laughs> that being said, Martin Luther did Those suffer. Those 95 he pieces, did... there was five more. No, there was three more. Work no. in plain sight. Don't compromise the brotherhood. <laughs> no. Barrier blade of the blood. There were only system. 69 theses. God damn it. No, uh, there's only one problem with that. Martin Luther was incredibly constipated, actually. <laughs> He, no, seriously, no, he, no, no, he wrote he's, He wrote most of his work. He's one of the no, friends, he, he's a friend of the assassin, but you never actually see his face, you just have conversations through the door, yes, and no, he's sitting on a toilet. No, because he did most of his work on the toilet. <laughs> just imagine, just like, oh, someone like goodness. as awesome as Bayek, or like as brutal as Jacob, just, do do do. hey Martin, you there? Yes, alright, let's, uh, let's ach, work on our... <laughs> ach, scheisse, oh wait, no, I wish I could do that. <laughs> Oh god! Has, All right. Has Tesla been in the game? Uh yeah. Uh, was he in Syndicate? Yes. Tesla versus Edison would he be was, kind of he interesting. Was, he was mentioned in Syndicate. Oh, okay. Um, but I, we're at three hours. I think yeah, we, we need should, to we need to wrap it up. This is one hell of a sub podcast. Yes, it is. <laughs> See, it's uh, great though because this is a deep listen. This is we're not going to make a podcast for two weeks. Here's a three. Hour <laughs> <laughs> uh, Get your well, listening in now. So how we do this is shall we? Matt's not here. We shall. Hey, you got it! We shall shall we? Fucking here we go. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Matt usually does this, so this is going to be a train wreck. Uh, I've tried to do this a couple times. Um, if you liked this episode, I don't fucking know what he said. If you like this episode, please recommend a friend or two or three and uh, get them. Oh, listen we never did the subscribe. like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Uh, so what you guys could do is if you liked Assassin's Creed a whole bunch and you had things you want to complain about as well or talk about extensively, uh, you can send us an email at justicelooserspod at gmail.com. Uh, we are on Facebook. You can fucking find us there because it's 2019. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, we are at justusloserspod. I will likely post stupid pictures and stupid tweets. Is this on Apple Podcasts? It is. It is on Apple Podcasts. Definitely rate Podcast. and review Apple Podcasts because that gets noticed the today. most. That does, that does, apparently that's a thing. I don't know. It is, it is incredibly Uh, We are found on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. If there's any other places you'd like us to put put the podcast, Gage wanted us to put it on Podbean. 
there's any other places you want us you prefer a uh, podcast location let me know and i'll do the podcast things uh we have a youtube account don't go there yet uh actually by now i might have actually posted the booze and booze maybe maybe depends because i did just export them and upload them onto the google drive which was the only thing keeping me from doing it i swear who knows, uh, who knows maybe you'll hear carter and i's voice on something else maybe true they actually by now maybe have a podcast started about cars probably by the time you guys basically cars yet, and cars and our various rants yeah you guys don't have it started yet so there's not much you can probably tell about it oh yeah we can i mean it'll be on we, we had our t- shameless plug we yeah. both are part of a uh, car group called fitz auto yeah um we have a youtube channel uh it's fitz auto racing um also, we're also on instagram facebook yeah if you like cars if you like cars hit us up yeah um yeah, uh, we have a bunch of builds that we're working on. Fits with a Z, stuff. not an S. Yes, yeah. F-I-T-Z-A-U-T-O. Fits auto. Um, but yeah, shameless plug there. Um, yeah, absolutely. Hey, I realized something today. Uh-huh. So I noticed the hyphen in Just Us. Yep. Is it supposed to be like Justice, like Justice League? Yes. Okay. Did you... I'm glad I figured that okay, out. Okay, do you know the production... Matt for... and I have been Name... doing this podcast for over two years. Okay, Carter... What's their production company name? I don't remember. Quality Entertainment. Oh, that's right. Okay. And the koala tea. It's a manatee with a koala head. His name is Steve. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Nailed it. It's our entertainment conglomerate. Doesn't... <laughs> we have nothing. Get bought by Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yes! No, I'm going to get bought by fucking Warner Media so I can do DC stuff. There you go. Um, but yeah, so that's the things. Uh, thank First you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. Toodles. No, we gotta save the. Actually, Bye. Yeah, we have to. Wait, and I'm gonna do it!